Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1367, air date November 28th, 2023. Uh, I don't see it live yet, John. There we go. We, we are live. We are like social we're media? Live. Yeah, we're live on all platforms. On our or like platform. Instagram, our, our Facebook. I, don't, I think John will take it live on Instagram, but Facebook, YouTube, um, what is it, John? Uh, Rumble, right? And oh, Twitter. We, have, Twitter. Yeah, next, we are next, currently next. live on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, um, Twitch uh, our, our own platform, yeah. and Rumble. Rumble. Nice, nice. So nice. anyway, welcome, everyone. I have uh, Jekov Panani, right? Jekov, is correct, that our Correct, correct. Jekov so Jek- correct. and I have met online on Twitter, so we have a lot of respect for, you know, I think our tweets and so on. So we wanted to have a conversation, right, Jekov, on a bunch of things on health, um, you know, Elon Musk, you're you're right in Israel right now. Correct, Musk correct. Visiting there, and we were just talking about the fact how anyone who thinks Musk is trying is their savior is basically nuts. Um, and so maybe we should just back in it. Uh, off maybe you can just tell us a little bit about you know what we were just sort of talking, what you do, your background. I'll talk about my background, and then go ahead, Jekoff. Okay, so I left Israel in 2008. I lived in Canada for 12 years. In Canada, I had a skincare business way before social media. I had a locations at the mall. I had a skincare line for men, which was its name was Jacob Kanani, basically on my name. When the pandemic hits, I was forced to keep paying shopping malls rent, but without having a business. So I lost everything and I went bankruptcy um, in 2020. That's when I started to speak against politics and against the government and against lockdowns and against everything etc so then i start speaking on freedom rallies in edmonton and then i start to to go around all over canada and during these times i i was always passionate about fitness health and mindset during these times i created a platform and a team of nutritionists therapists fitness instructors and elite coaches to help people take their physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional health um, to the next level. I do work online, and I after Canada, I moved. I lived in the States for about a few months. I lived in Vegas for six months. I lived in Miami. I lived in Tampa. Then I moved to Mexico. Mexico is beautiful. I cannot complain. But then I came to visit my family here in Israel in August, and let me tell you what happened. So when I arrived here in August, the entire country was upside down. When I arrived on August 4th, were almost quarter 440,000 people, Arabs, Jews, Ashkenazi, Russian, everyone, they were protesting in Tel Aviv and Jerusalem against Netanyahu's government. Netanyahu's government tried to strip the Supreme Court of its power to overturn their decision if it's found and logical or unreasonable, okay? And then a few weeks later, man, then there's a Hamas attack and war, and you know the Israelis, the Israelis unite together against the Palestinians, and there is so much hate and so much conflict and so much war, and then Benjamin Netanyahu stays stays in power. Now I am not saying that these two incidents are connected to each other but it makes you it makes you very suspicious that the entire country turns from a major 
political problem, major political problem. Basically, Israeli politicians wanted to consolidate power to themselves. So basically, if you are a politician and you want, I don't know, you want people who post something against the government to go to jail, then they go to jail the next morning and there is no Supreme Court to defend them. And this is basically exactly what the Israeli politician wanted to consolidate all the power to themselves without being criticized by either the public, other politicians, or the Supreme Court. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting, Jackoff, is I was watching all this because, you know, I've been watching the events in Israel and Palestine since 1981, you know, as an activist. So, you know, I, I ran many, many protests here for many, a long period of time because of my interest in, frankly, fairness, you know? Um, exactly. But what's, what's interesting is that on October 7th, when I saw this occur, um, it's fascinating because I recalled what was actually going on because what was happening uh, was precisely the fact that Netanyahu was um, uh, under massive, massive, uh, you know, his own people weren't liking him anymore, right? Yeah, yeah, he, he got a flashback, very true from his supporters, true. Right, and and uh, I'll show you the tweet that I put up on October seventh, um, and it's it sort of uh, reflects what you're just sharing. The tweet I put out was "piece of shit Netanyahu is a real terrorist. He's being indicted on corruption charges and needed a big distraction." So in April 2023, he raided the most sensitive holy site in Jerusalem, Aqsa Mosque, knowing that would lead to the Israel-Hamas war as of May 2021. You know that. So mm -hmm. he's done this before. Mm -hmm. So I think. Um, I think to just set the record straight, Netanyahu, uh, I mean, when I was in Israel, as I was mentioning you, he was starting, these criminal charges were coming out against him. And, you know, all the, but I think the key point that you mentioned that we should share is that it was a broad mass of Israelis, Arabs and Palestinians and Jews who were coming out, like you mentioned, it was a half a million protests. 440,000 people, like the... There are two main roads that cross Israel from south to north. It's a, we call it Kvishesh, street number six, and another one calls Ayalon. It's like a highway. Both of them were closed, were packed, were jabbed. There's no way to move. Like there were half, half million, it's 5% of the fucking country. The entire population. Yeah. I mean, if you take, imagine 15 million people protesting against Trump or Biden. That would be front page news. This is five. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And no one really talked about it. In fact, so when this so-called war started, it's really a massacre in my view, right? Um, I was the only one to point this out as a presidential candidate. Every single other presidential candidate basically said, yeah, let's attack from Booby Kennedy, as I call him. He's a complete Zionist. Let's go attack <laughs> Palestine, Trump, all these people. But none of them, I mean, I think the bottom line is when a uh, someone's in power and, they're, and their own people are rising against them, this is classic, the king or whoever points the finger at someone else outside. 100%, because they have to switch the hate to someone else. They have to take the attention right. to someone else. Because when the, right. people, when the people who supported you, Netanyahu has been in power for over 20 years. I, yeah. I cannot remember exactly how long. But he's been in power <laughs> since I was a kid. Like I remember, even when I was in Israel, and he still remained in power. Like I, I don't know how many people exactly turned against him from his own followers, but having half million, half million people 
standing on the street. Just imagine how many people were actually against him, but they did not go to the street. You only you know very well that only one percent of people actually have the courage to stand out and even speak their mind in the first place. Exactly. Now yeah. imagine imagine how small is the percentage of people that take themselves out and actually go to the street to protest. Yeah, I mean, so if there was, you know, 500,000 people, let's say, protesting, and you multiply that by 20, there's a, a easily about, an, you know, probably most of the country doesn't like this guy. So he's 100%. being shoved down the throat of, of the people, right? But that's what's fascinating. None of the news media covered this. Even now, they don't want to talk about this. And I think this is a central issue. This guy is widely hated in Israel. Um, he's not well liked. This was a phenomenal way that he could consolidate power. And I think exactly. And I think two years before this, three years before this, Yossi Cohen, who's a head of Mossad, was in Qatar telling the Qataris to fund Hamas. Because I actually, I actually have seen so many articles about it, man. I also obviously filmed a lot of video about it. Um, I would show you, but I have no idea how to share my screen here. I oh, have it on my screen. You can share your screen. Um, you I have no idea how. Yeah, you see where it says present at the bottom. Okay. Yeah, let me let me just stop my screen. I'll let you share. Go ahead. You can hit present, and you can share um, your screen. Okay, share screen. I'm gonna try to share the screen. Okay. I am going to go here to my. Do you have sound in it, Jekov? So can you see it? Do you have sound in your um, video? Um, if I have, so yes, of course I should. Oh, okay. So when you hit present, click on present and then you can click on share screen and then you can choose, um, like a Chrome tab. Make sure the tab is in Chrome. Yes. It says also share tab audio. Yes. yes good. Yeah. Yep. And now yeah, yeah. Choose whatever tab you want. Okay. So I'm just going to try to log into my Twitter here. Just give me one second, please. Yeah. So anyways, Jekov's coming on. So Jekov, uh, you do a lot of training with people, right? Mental training, health training. And what we were, we, we were talking about is, um, you know, before, you know, um, a lot of my work, Jekov, is similar, but in a different area. It's called systems health, where we educate people on a systems approach to the body using traditional systems, indigenous systems of medicine, and integrating with engineering systems theory. So when we look at truth, freedom, health, it literally comes out of the systems approach. You need freedom, movement of people, information, matter, and energy, the ability to convert ideas to truth, right? And then you need health, which is infrastructure. So um, we should talk more about that, but um, the ability to, a lot of what's going on now, I believe is massive theater, theatrics. Elon Musk going to Israel, all theater, right? Um, this so-called truce, in my view, it's all theater, right? Uh, even the so-called war shouldn't even be called a war. It's a massacre, theater. So we live in a world of incredible amounts of theater right now. And the average person is focused on like they're watching a soap opera and they don't realize that they're actually watching a soap opera anymore. They think what they're watching is real, that Elon Musk is their friend, right? That, um, and the reality is where Elon Musk begins and where Zionist governments end, nobody knows from SpaceX to, Tesla to Twitter to Neuralink, he is so dependent on the government. Um, and the question is, why are we as human beings dependent on him for our liberation? This is sort of the mental. Yeah, so I, I, know, I, know, I know exactly why. People will always relate to someone 
who share their own opinion, even if he's lying to them. Okay, let me give you a small example. When Trump went to the World Economic Forum for his speech, okay, when who? He, when Trump, yeah, Trump, yeah. yeah. So he bitched, yeah. he bitched about the World Economic Forum, about the elite, about the corruption. He bitched about all of them, but. Is really his speech is authentic. People can say whatever they want, and they can do the exact opposite. The same thing with the president president of Argentina. Okay, I saw him with pictures. Um, I saw him with pictures at the World Economic Forum. He has a picture of taking the vaccine by himself. Okay, and people still believe that he is the one who is going to fight for their freedom. You know, sometimes people. They need someone to rely on. People need a hero. They are waiting for Jesus to save them or Trump to save them or anyone to save them because people hate taking responsibility for themselves. So yes. if I come, how, how politics works, it's divide and conquer, okay? So they need a hero for the left and they need a hero for the right. But what people don't understand is that both heroes are two wings of the same bird. There is a video I watched of yours, by the way. How, this is exactly how I followed you. You were talking and you were writing on the on the on a whiteboard how how the the elite control billions of people through the media, through big corporations. How they party together, they know each other, to go to each other's houses, and how they basically agree on everything and promote promote um, promote two sides of the war or two sides of the conflict to keep people fighting with each other because they intentionally want you to fight a culture war so they stop you from fighting a class war. And exactly. I know very well, I know very well that it's not Arabs against Jews, it's not Israeli against Palestinians, it's not um, white against black, it is the government against the people, it is the elite against the working class, it is the people who are pulling the strings behind the scene that you have never seen them, like the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, um, George Soros, BlackRock, um, all these huge companies that control everything you hear, everything you see, and everything you even you even touch, literally everything you consume is basically you buy from these companies. They control your government, they control the media. You just said the media doesn't talk about it because all the media are controlled by two companies. They control everything. They have the same... Uh, the same uh, people who invest, uh, I cannot remember his name, the Fox News, he is the same one who invested in Joe Rogan to actually go to Spotify. It is the same exactly. company, the same investors. These people don't get it. People say, oh, it's Fox News, it's CNN, or it's TikTok, or it's uh, it is the same company. The names doesn't change. This is just to create more conflict between the people. It is the people who are behind these companies who really matter. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting, Jekov, is throughout... You know, my career, you know, since, I mean, I'm 60, I'm going to be 60, when I was 17, I figured this stuff out in 1981. And the entire goal was to educate people on this dynamic. That was and before then, I was born. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, the goal was how do you educate people on this? And we don't have to educate everyone. The goal is to educate enough people so they can be leaders in their communities. And that's where this whole systems approach came from. Because until people understand the interconnected, when you saw, I think the video I just put up was called Shatter the Swarm. If, if people go there, it literally is in about 15 minutes. It took me 50 years to actually do that drawing, but it very clearly shows there's an engineering way that they're doing this. They have 
people who are into the power, the profit, the control, they send interests into us. Absolutely. Right? And, and, and that's why the real enemies are not the obvious establishment, be it Netanyahu or Biden or the Clintons or the Bushes. It's the not so obvious establishment. It's the guy in Argentina. It's Trump. It's Musk. It's Kennedy, right? All these people, because anyone who gets mainstream media attention is part of the theater. Absolutely. And that's the, that's the litmus test. And anyone who is a Zionist is part of it. That's why they can bullshit their way anything. But at the end of the day, Millet, the Argentinian guy's waving the Zionist flag. Same with, you know, Booby Kennedy, as I call him, right? Right when October 7th, all people need to do is look what happened on October 7th and just see how these people responded. And you'll know who's evil and who's on the side of good. Right there, you'll see it. You know, you know, doctor, I am I am someone who is extremely against against genocide, human suffering of any kind. Whether you are a Jew or whether you are an Arab, you are not responsible for whatever the elite create conflict for. Okay. Yeah. We we both know that there is gas in Gaza worth 524 billion. This is not even my opinion. If you Google it, 200 trillion, 200 trillion cubic feet. I, 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 yes, but it's yeah. worth $524 billion. Yes. I found it yes. in the website of the United Nations for develop, for conference and development. It's not even my own opinion. You can go check it out. So I, I'm a firm believer that nothing happens by coincidence. Okay. They have the Hamas. They have the Israeli. Maybe Hamas have people who work for them in Israel. Maybe Israel have people who work for, for them in Gaza. I have no idea what's going on behind the scene, but my heart Acting for the people who are dying, the, the innocent people, whether they are Jews or whether they are Arabs, man, these are innocent people and shouldn't be involved, shouldn't be, shouldn't be dying in wars. Well, what's happened, Jekov, is if you look back at the history of, actually, if you look at Zionism, Nazism, even Indian Brahmanism, you see in India they have the Hindu religion and they created this thing called Brahmanism which basically said these small set of people were Brahmins are better than everyone else. Nazis said they were better than every, everyone else. Exactly. Right? So all, and it, what's fascinating is Zionism uses the star of David, which actually comes from India. <laughs> Nazism uses the swastika, which comes from India. And the Brahmins in India were all supporting the Zionist butchering of the Palestinians. So these people are related because they all believe in this concept that a small set of people can butcher and and cause suffering to the other. So even in even in Germany, you know, when Jews wanted to fight Hitler, the anti-fascist movement, the Zionists were a very small group, and the majority of Jews thought these Zionists were nuts, and Hitler actually wanted the Zionists, and and then the Zionists collaborated with the Nazis to butcher Jews in the Warsaw Ghetto. So many, many Jews have also been brainwashed to thinking Zionism equals Judaism. When, when the guy who created Zionism wasn't even, he was an atheist. He had nothing to do with even religion. No, so yes, the whole, there's a big difference between Zionism is a movement, Judaism is a religion. One is a political ideology. Nazism has nothing to do with Christianity. It's a political ideology. 100%. Brahminism has nothing to do with Hinduism. It's a political ideology. So people are taking stuff from a religion because they know it affects people emotionally and then wrapping it around a political exactly. agenda. Ultimately, it's a small set of people. So getting back to what we were, it's ultimately a class war. And they do not want everyday people, Palestinians, be they Arabs, right? Be they uh, 
Jews be the working people of the world to unite and smash these guys. So it's a constant barrage of psychological operations on people. That's what it is. It's exactly. 24 psychological operation. You, you know, this is what uh, this is one of the best lessons I have learned from uh, from George Carlin back in the day. I actually heard about him right three months or four months after he died. He died yeah. in June or May 2008. And I arrived to Canada in August. And one of the first people I met there, he told me about George Carlin. And this is one of, one of his first speeches. He, he says that the media keep brainwashing you to every single day talk about our differences, about our religion, our ethnic, our pride, our sexuality, sexuality our, our social status, etc., to keep us fighting with, your, with, with each other, to keep us divided. Because if we unite, they are fucked. If we unite, their game is over. Because no matter how much money and how much power they have, they don't have enough army or even enough police to arrest us all. They don't have a jail to arrest us all. So if we right. all unite together, if we as Arabs and as Jews and as Christians and as Muslims and as white and as black and as Asian and as Hispanic, if we all unite together, their game is over. Their game. Yeah, this is one of those George Carlin videos. I think, exactly, I think, exactly. I love him, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me play this one because I posted this because he was talking about all these politicians, how they're all cocksuckers, you know? Exactly. And that's it's a great video. So let me just play this so because people get, uh, here, here, I think here it is. Good, honest, hardworking people continue. These are people of modest means. Continue to elect these rich cocksuckers who don't give a fuck about them. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't care about you at all, at all, at all. Good, honest, hardworking people continue. Anyway, These that people pretty much, that pretty much says continue. it all, you know? So I think, I think the thing that's interesting is a mental thing, Jacob, that the amount of this whole thing is being kept up, how 0.001% rule 8 billion, it is purely mental psychological operation 100%. thinking elon musk cares about the gazans this is so fucked up i mean this guy's entire existence he's a very anyone i know who knows him says he's very frail he has no strength he has no mental strength he can't take really anyone attacking him right so his entire existence is based on him being applauded exactly. spacex SpaceX will not survive without government. It got $6 billion from the U.S. government. Tesla needed $1.5 billion in carbon tax credits. Twitter needs Section 230 immunity. So every, the neural link needs FDA approval. Everything he does is directly linked to government. In fact, two months before the Gazan thing, I think in April, he was working out a deal with Israel to put up the Starlink satellites. And then he tried to manipulate to say as though he was helping the Gazans. Bullshit. So I think when people really step back, it's really a personal, in many ways, it's a spiritual journey where people have to start recognizing, do you want to take, you have respect for yourself. Why are you thinking someone from the swarm who all, and in this case, have to suck Zionist cock, are going to protect you? And this is a mental thing because it's all right in front of you. It's right in front of us. And that's what I find fascinating is, so it really comes down to raising consciousness. And the goal I believe, Jekoff, is that, well, you know, my intention is that you're not gonna be able to train everyone. Like you said, 500,000 people actually reflect probably 10 times that. But if you can get 
2% of those 500,000 people's consciousness understanding the concept of the class war, the swarm, and who's controlling this, I think it's over for them. So I spend a lot of my time not wasting my time on people you can't convince if they're wearing five masks, want to get 20 boosters, don't waste your time with them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I think it's better off you build a community of people who are starting to get it and you strengthen that so you don't dissipate your energy. So and then you do exactly, that. Yeah. This is exactly what I do in my coaching program. So what, what, yeah. I, I have 98 clients or 99 clients at the moment, okay? So what we do is, first of all, we do not discuss politics, okay? We have enough from, from social media, from our friends, from our family, from the ministry media. So what we do, we focus on our physical health, on our mental health, on our emotional well-being. We focus on being consistent and go to the fucking gym every day, reading at least uh, 10 pages of a book, taking care of your family, taking care of your loved ones, uh, going for a walk, uh, do fasting for two, three days, at least once a month um, to kill all the bad cells in your body. Basically, we focus on anything that can get us out of the matrix. Because the idea that, that what the matrix exactly want is to keep you in a constant state of fear, constant state of anxiety, constant state of depression. That's why they keep brainwashing you with the media every single fucking day. This, as George Collins said, this win billions of dollars lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Now we know what they want. They want for more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I will tell you what they don't want. They don't want people who are capable of critical thinking. They don't want intelligent people who understand how the system works. They don't want people like me or you who don't believe their bullshit. They don't want people who don't fall into the matrix type of division, Ukraine, Russia, Israel, Palestine. We all know it has nothing to do with them. They just keep dividing the people. In fact, when the pandemic started, they divided the people into two groups, the obedient group and the non-obedient group. Basically, they knew the obedient group will do any fucking thing they want, okay? So right now, they have the people who do not obey. They need to divide them into two groups. Then they started the, the, the Russia and Ukraine war, okay? Some people, you know, that <laughs> some people wear the, the Ukraine flag and put the Ukraine fucking, how it's called, uh, flag on Instagram. Like, wow, people are so fucking stupid, man. <laughs> well, what's so funny, fucking dumb. <laughs> well, Jekov, what's really funny is, not even funny, it's quite interesting is, when I got thrown off Twitter and I got put back on, the first tweet I did, it's interesting, it relates to this, is I said, Elon, why don't you make me your CEO? I got like 20 million views. Remember, the reason I was thrown off was I was the one who discovered the backdoor portal into Twitter in my lawsuit, long before fucker Carlson, all these guys who were basically setups, controlled opposition. So when I got back on Twitter, I got like 20 million views. And then I hammered Elon. I said, are you going to eliminate the government backdoor portal into Twitter? And my views went from a million views per day down to 5,000 views per day, okay? Wow. It's quite fast, and I have all the data. So what's interesting is what people need to understand is they've even gotten one level even more sophisticated. There's a guy called Peter Thiel, T-H-I-E-L. Um, you should look him up. He's the one who owns, and he's the one who basically saved Elon Musk. Every, every project Elon Musk did was always a failure, okay? He's not a genius. If it wasn't for Peter Thiel who bought his company X from him, he would have zero. And then Pierre Omidyar is the one who bought PayPal from them. Peter, Peter Thiel, T-H-E-I-L? T-H-I-E-L. So Peter oh, Thiel okay. is the one who bought the company from Elon Musk. And then Pierre Omidyar bought the company from Peter Thiel and Elon Musk. Now, Pierre Omidyar is the one who created 
worked for the government and created for the government the backdoor portal into all these enterprises. So the government could monitor and silence people. Very interesting, okay? Peter Thiel owns a company called Palantir, P-A-L-A-N-T-I-R, a big government contractor. Now in a small news story, it just came out, Peter Thiel was an FBI informant. You can type it in right now, okay? Whoa. So all these people are government owned people. They're government agents, including fucking Elon Musk, right? So what's fascinating is that Palantir is a company that collects data from every social media site, Rumble, Gab, uh, I don't know if Gab, but Rumble, uh, Twitter, Facebook, go down the list, Instagram. And what they do is they bring it into a massive database and they can do what's called sentiment analysis, among other things. So they can look at it at the unit level, look at all of Jekoff's followers, how do they think? And there's a technique, Jekoff, in, um, in uh, psychological theory, mathematical theory, called principal factor analysis. So they can take all of your followers on your Twitter feed or your Facebook feed, and then for every one of your followers, imagine taking a big spreadsheet. Column one is all your followers. Column two is maybe are they male or female? Column three is, you know, some data on them. Where do they live? And so on. They can put many, many variables. Mm -hmm. Now they have a database of all your followers and then they can do data analytics on it. Okay. All of Jekoff's followers, I don't know, like bodybuilding. All of his followers are, um, you know, like dogs. I mean, they can do all this very cool analysis, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe finer things. So until they said, okay, these five features uniquely define your followers. Same with my followers. Now what they have, Jekoff, is a signal detector. So with those oh, wow. 20 variables, okay? So they could sweep across every social media site and say, these are the people who are going to be the future followers of Jekoff. And then to those people, they will push posts to the people who sound like you, but are actually the fake version of you, who may Whoa. talk about you. you. see what I'm saying? The not so obvious establishment. So this is what's going on. They're getting clever. They know a class war is coming. They know people are getting smart. So what they're doing is they're creating fake anti-establishment characters in the matrix. So that's what that Argentinian idiot is. Right. Talking, you know, they make him look like he's acting his hair crazy. Oh, he likes erotic sex. He's into threesomes. They make him look anti-establishment. But then the next day he's waving the Israeli flag, which is the ultimate of, of establishment. Right. So this is what's going on. Yeah, so that's I could care less about the Israeli flag, but he was at the, the World Economic Forum conference. OK. And there's a picture taking the vaccine. He's like, there was, so you are talking about freedom and the freedom of speech. And then you are you're going and obey. Uh, right. So, so, and, and same with you look to something like Booby Kennedy. This guy's completely. <laughs> Booby <ridiculous>. Kennedy. <laughs> he's, a, he's a fucking prick. He is, if you look at his entire family and him, they're organized crime. His uncle JFK, again, they make this guy seem like he's some hero. He was another nut job. He was reckless. He's the one who started the Vietnam War. He's the one who brought in the Zionist Kissinger into the White House. You keep going down the list. He's the one who created the 1962 Vaccination Act. The other uncle is the one who killed, murdered a woman here. He's the one who then saved all the pharma companies. And Booby Kennedy talks a big game. But then he says, I'm going to create safe vaccines. He's not talking about the fact 
government should have no right into your body. You see what I'm exactly. saying? Very clever. So all of these characters are being created because they know a class war is coming. They know people are getting smart. So they are literally now manufacturing. And they and have we go back to the exact same reason. So if I am about to fight the government right now, then I see, oh, this guy, Bobby Kennedy, is going to save me. So I calm exactly. down. I don't need to fight the government because exactly. hey, we find a good government so I can relax. Exactly. And that's the goal. So so, so, so in systems theory, you know, there's a book I have here called, you know, engineer, engineers know this. When you're trying to build an airplane, you're going trying to go from point A to point B, you get wind and turbulence, disturbances that try to throw you off your goal. You know this in performance training. 99% of the job is keeping people focused. It's right? 100% of the job. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, because everyone says, oh, I want to lift weights. I want to get strong. But they don't do the four-week. They don't sit down. They don't do their homework. And this is why many of these kids, their parents haven't properly educated them. They don't have role models. Nine, John will tell you 99% of my time when I hire people is being their parent, Jekhoff, because no one has told them to focus that it's focus and hard work, focus and hard work, set up a schedule. So the establishment has created so many distractions. So that's why they created Trump. Oh, Trump is going to drain the swamp. You don't have to do anything. Booby Kennedy is going to fight for medical freedom. Forget the fact everyone had to be vaccinated coming into his own home with the mRNA vaccine. You see, so they are actually now using social media to watch, find who the real revolutionaries are and then creating mimics of them. So in my case, they went and found this brown skin, Indian brown nose, brown pharma, Vivek the snake. They literally created him. So it's literally they're creating characters. It's the new AI with flesh and blood. They're exactly. mimicking people. And then, like I'll tell you, so many people, Jekoff, will click on the in on uh, YouTube or on even on uh, Twitter to follow Dr. Shiva. And they literally and, and they're not following Kennedy and they'll get messages sent by him because they know now, OK, this guy is the real deal or Jekoff is a real deal. We're going to send them other people to distract them. So this is what's going on. It's a very, very it's almost censorship 10.0. They let you on. They watch you. They build a digital cage around Man, you. They watch every single move you make. Right. Man, I, I, I can speak about air conditioner and I literally see ads on my phone. <laughs> they, yeah, exactly. They, literally, like they hear everything you do. They see everything you do. They have a, you know, when you post something goes against our community guidelines, what that means, they basically scan your phone. They scan every photo you have inside. They scan everything you post on social media. They know your face. They know your family faces, your nieces, your your everything you everything you have in your phone. It's in their phone as well. Your phone is not yours. Yeah, there is no there is no privacy anymore. Now, what happened, uh, Jekoff? Given Elon Musk is visiting there, I think one of the things that everyone needs to understand that Elon Musk is an agent of the government. I'll repeat that again. Elon Musk is an agent of the government, whether it's the Israeli government, whether it's the U.S. government. And what happened, and I know this personally, Jekoff, I don't know how much you know. In so, 20 so, do you think, so do you think Elon Musk is in, the, is in control of the government or the government is in control of Elon Musk? Because this is a well, big difference. Remember when I did the swarm video, right? It's they're all part of it together, right? They all feed into each other. Remember like those flock of birds that move? Um, 
they have sometimes personal disagreements. You know, one bird will squabble with another bird, but they're part of the same swarm. So we should be very careful how this we is a, This is a good point. This is a good point. Yeah, because otherwise people say, oh, John Kennedy, he was killed by the CIA and we should support Kennedy. No, the CIA is part of one organized crime family network at that time, and they didn't like him. He was part of the Irish organized crime family. So one, one wing uses mercenaries like the CIA to kill another wing. Why the fuck do we care? This has nothing to do with us. But they get Literally. us all excited. Ooh, John Kennedy. No, he wasn't a nice guy. He butchered Vietnamese people. He brought in Henry Kissinger, right? He was the biggest imperialist. So the swarm may have its own disagreements, but they're like WWE wrestling, right? To us, they're creating a show for the 8 billion of us. And this is a mental thing, Jacob. So when I ran for office here, they don't want people like us running for their political offices. It's too you know dangerous. that you, you cannot find you even in Google. So if I Google um, uh, um, politicians who are running for presidency in 2024, you are not in the list. Well, yeah. And so, so that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> the real people, they are so afraid they make us invisible. Okay. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They don't even want to create controversy because we get the eyeballs. The but same thing with Chris Kai when he ran for a for a for a mayor of Toronto, he was yeah. not on the list. Like you see, every like Chris Kai at that time, he had 140,000 followers on Instagram alone. Oh, sorry, on Twitter alone. Instagram took him down. They took all his accounts down. When I first met him at the beginning of the pandemic, he had a quarter million followers on Instagram. They took him down. Now, if you Google the people who are running for mayor of toronto you don't see chris kai at all you don't see him in the list and when the interview when the when the canadian uh, canadian uh, local news interviewed uh, the mayor candidates he wasn't even there they didn't let him even be become or or show up on the screen so so what i uncovered was what you're sharing here the mechanics of how they did this jackoff and I, I don't know if you know about this, but you should. We should share it, and we should. You should share it with your audience. I'll give you the small version of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in 2020, when I ran for U.S. Senate, the second time I ran, we had close to 3,000 follow, uh, 3,000 actual volunteers on the ground. Whoa. There's 300 cities. We had on average 10 volunteers in every city, which is quite incredible. Um, and one of the ways you could measure the strength of the campaign is, you know, they have these things called lawn signs and people put bumper correct, stickers on the car. Correct, correct, correct. We almost put in total about, you know, 45,000 of these out there, bumper stickers and lawn signs. Wow. Uh, across the U.S.? No, in, in Massachusetts, which is 6.5 million, even more density-wise. We raised wow. around $2 million from people giving us $1, $5. I ran as a Republican at the time. The Republican Party ran some other guy who had no followers. In fact, he couldn't even raise money. They had to give him $200,000. He maybe had one lawn sign up. So we were going to win that. It was a primary election, right? In the U.S., the Republicans run and the Democrats run, and then you go against each other. So in the Republican race, we find out on September of 2020 that um, when the results come in, September 1st, everyone said Dr. Shiva won by a landslide. And there's nine major counties, regions in Massachusetts. In one of the regions where they only use paper ballots, hand counted, we win by 10 points, wow. 10 percentage points. In every other county, Jackoff, it was 60, 40, 60, 40, 60, 40, 60, 40. 
where they all use these machines. Now, that, when they that's use, the, the, the digital machines. Yes, and when they use oh. a digital <laughs> machine, this is a, this is a ballot. When they put the ballot into the machine, the machine takes a picture of the ballot that's called the ballot image. Mm -hmm. And then the image is analyzed by the machine to determine, let's say, did you get a vote or did I get a vote? But it's called a ballot image. So the image is actually the ballot because they put away the paper ballot. Now, so when I saw these results, I was blown away. I never thought fraud like this took place in the United States. Maybe in India, maybe in Chile, right? Maybe in some, right? It, was, it was made in the USA. <laughs> right. Yeah, because many of yeah. So yeah. what we did was we filed a information request with the government because so September 1st was a primary and the general election is November. So I moved our campaign to a write-in campaign. So I'm still running as a U.S. Senate federal candidate. So I issue a order to the government saying, I want those ballot images. By a federal law, they have to preserve them for 22 months, Chekhov. Okay? By a federal law. Yes. For, and because the Democrats, and you know, many years ago, because they would steal black people's votes, they were abusing black people. So Democrats passed a law saying after an election for 22 months, we should have the ability to audit it, which is a good law, frankly, right? You, you basically. 100%, 100%. So it's a good law. So. The law basically supports you auditing and questioning an election. Anyway, so I asked for those ballot images and the government tells me they deleted them. Okay. They said, we don't have to save them. And this was in a series of email interactions with the secretary of state, who, by the way, is the, this, and, and the person communicating with me on this, um, Jackoff was uh, a woman who is a lawyer to the secretary of state. You following? And that woman um, is this person right here, okay? It gets very interesting. Can you see this picture right here? Um, yeah. Which one of them? Oh, the one on the top? Yeah, this woman. So here, so uh, she has two roles. In the black and white version, she is the Secretary of State's legal counsel, okay? Wow. And so she basically says, I basically deleted your ballot images and I don't have to save them, okay? And so I put out a tweet on Twitter sharing those emails and then boom, within literally hours, I get thrown off Twitter, okay? So I'm thrown off Twitter here. What And, I'm, and what I uncovered was that she is not only the Secretary of State's legal counsel, she also sits on this very important government agency called CISA, you see this? Yes, Cybersecurity yes. Infrastructure Security Agency which was, and she's, so, right, so she has two roles. She's not only in Massachusetts, but the federal level, she is one of the executive committee members. And I was exposing the fact that she had deleted ballot images for the government, which is violating election laws, you see? Correct. And so I didn't know all this at the time. This came out in, in the courtroom. So when I filed a lawsuit, and it turns out that she, with all these other people, was the one who created this infrastructure that allows government to silence any US citizen using this infrastructure, okay? Called the Center for Internet Security. So if you wanna, let's say I wanna silence you as a government, I call them, they're a nonprofit and they contacted Twitter to silence me. Then the government can say, oh, we didn't do it. This nonprofit did it. You follow its laundering censorship. <laughs> there is always there is always someone to blame. This is yeah, so, 
This so, is what they create the blame game. Right. So guess who created the Center for Internet Security and funded them? Pierre Omidyar. He's a guy who bought PayPal from Elon Musk and Peter Thiel. He runs wow. an organization called Democracy Fund. And this entire infrastructure is funded by Zuckerberg. And I brought this all out on court and the Murdochs, Fox News. So it turns out is this woman wasn't just the Secretary of State legal counsel. She's everywhere. She's here. She's here. She's here. And all of these people, Jekhoff, had met in Harvard in 2018, the Pentagon, Republicans, Democrats, and they wrote these playbooks, documents, which are a manual, step-by-step -step manual, how to silence U.S. citizens using this infrastructure that they created. You see, it's laundering censorship. You get it? They Correct. are laundering censorship. So I was the first one, they, and, and now they can use this against everyone. And this was in 2020 when I discovered this. And you can see, if you go to Win Back Freedom, we told Tucker Carlson, he didn't cover it. Glenn Greenwald didn't cover it. They waited two years later. You see, this is the other thing they do. They delay the truth when they can control it. And they release a little piece of it. And then to convince the masses, ooh, Glenn Greenwald is an investigative reporter. Ooh, fucker Carlson is going to help us. Same thing. So what they do is these people are all part of the intelligence agency network. And that's why I think people really need to understand to suppress 8 billion people, anyone you see who's getting major media attention as part of the U.S. intelligence or global intelligence agency network, their job is to be theater actors, either to overtly suppress you or to act like they're your friend. But what they're really doing is to keep you in bondage so we don't rise up and build a movement. This is a central key, Jekhoff. They do not want us building our own movement um, bottoms up. They always want to distract us. And not, to, not, to not only to distract us, you can literally, you can literally build. Uh, uh, Dr. Shiva, if I wasn't censored, I would have had millions of followers by now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely for, for, for example, TikTok. When I started TikTok, three months, three months, less than 90 days, I was on 70,000 followers and I did not follow anyone by myself. Since... Since this, since they took the first video about politics, gone. I listen. I can show you. Um, um, I can show you how how I have hundreds, hundreds of followers every single day, but the number of followers never change, never right. ever goes up. Yep. The same thing with Instagram. I have been stuck on thirty thousand for over a year. My backup accounts, all of them, the same thing. Once you reach a certain level and they label who you are, your game is over. So you can start a movement. You can work so hard to build your social media. You can spend and invest hours, so much energy, so much effort, so much um, um, power to create content and to start a movement. Then one day your movement is over because they can literally take you, they can literally shut you down, take away your voice. And the worst thing, doctor, that you cannot do anything about it. You can well, check out what, I'm, what I'm saying is what they're doing now is leaving us on these platforms, monitoring us, understanding who gets attracted to us, building social profiles. Fake then, social profiles. What's that? Fake social profiles. So well, building well, someone who's exactly like you. Yeah, what I'm saying is they can take all your followers. Correct. And then they can say, oh, these are the kinds of people who follow Jekhoff. These are the kinds of people who follow Dr. Shiva. Now they have literally like a signal detector. So they can 
go among the 8 billion people and they can say, wow, these 1 billion people are going to follow Jekhoff or follow Dr. Shiva. We need to make sure these 8 billion people never, ever see Dr. Shiva. Exactly. So they create a fake image of you, someone who speaks the exact same thing like you. Exactly. Yes, like Satan. Like if you read the Bible, Satan says many, many good things except this one fucked up thing, right? The issue with Lucifer is is that he actually says a lot of good things. But then a whole bunch of things, you know, is, is a thing. It's one or two things. So that's why they want to remove that wisdom and that discernment from people. And that and, and that's so that, but I think once people understand this dynamic, Jackoff, it's over for them. So we don't but need do you to think people will ever understand this dynamic. Yeah, I do. Let me tell you why. why? Let me tell you why. Um because you know, okay, let's look at this example. Remember the Vietnamese? Of course. So you had the United States. Uh, government, $22 trillion economy at the time. And here's Vietnam. Maybe they were, what, a $5 economy, okay? Maybe, I don't even know, a million dollars, I don't even know. How did the Vietnamese destroy and beat this imperial army? Think about it. How did they do it? Well, they had a very clear vision, which was Ho Chi Minh gave a very clear vision. And then they built tunnels all around Vietnam, number two, right? They were willing to, and they had 85-year-old women building rocket launchers, you know, <laughs> to bring down US aircraft, 85-year-old women. And then, so, so they, so what I'm saying is people really need to understand it's not the might, it's the mobilization of enough people. And this is very important to understand. So you have to have a clear vision. In our case, we've created this concept of truth, freedom, health. You have to educate people on this dynamic we're talking about. And that comes out of system science. You see, I used to teach system science, Jekhoff, at MIT, to the elites. System science really came out of the 1940s and 50s. It really is a way to, because we live in a world of complex systems, and there is nine principles that come from engineering systems theory. This is why we're able to have this modern civilization. Henry Kissinger learned system science. George Soros learns it. Klaus Schwab learns it. And there's, there's a reason. There is a reason why they learn it. Yeah, because you can use it for great good or you can use it for great control. It's called control systems theory. Control systems. You know, how do control systems? So I realized that if the world didn't learn this, we're all screwed. And I never forgot where I came from, Jekhoff. That was a problem for the elites, right? You they give you all these degrees, they bring you into their worlds, and they think they will compromise everyone. You know, it's been it's been unfortunate for them. But what I realized is like bringing fire to the earth. The ultimate fire is unlocking people's ability to understand these principles. So it took me a while and I figured out how to organize this into a program. And I, we've we've taken a hairdresser, very smart woman who trains a Ph.D. now. So the idea Whoa. is to teach people these principles and then we get people on the ground. I'll play you this. So, uh, so a woman, for example, asked me, um, how are you going to, you know, people are dumb, you know, people are stupid. How are you going to change the world, right? Let me just play this quick video. It's sort of inspiring. Mind control that more than half of our populace is under. How are you meandering around that? Offline.
Whoa. We have to literally go, like you have to take these very complex concepts and people live in this world of branded shit now, right? So we've had to make it really simple, truth, freedom, health. Now, if you study system science, those three words are not actually just a slogan. So in ancient systems of Indian medicine, they had these three principles. They considered the universe was controlled by three forces. And you'll like this from a health standpoint, movement, right? Motion of things, you know, like bowel movement, right? Uh, walking is movement, right? Your eyes flashing is movement. Uh, breathing in and out, that's movement, right? They called it Vata, V-A-T-A. Movement of information, matter, and energy. The second, and now in engineering system science, I call, we call it transport. So I made this connection when I did research for three years, integrating Eastern and Western medicine. So the Westerns, Eastern system calls it Vata. The engineering scientists in thermodynamic theory, they call it transport, right? Movement. The second force in nature is a force called conversion. If you notice, when you eat something, your body converts it to fuel, right? Ultimately, at the mitochondria, you, you create ATP, right? Um, a, a solar cell takes UV radiation and converts it to electricity, right? And so on, right? You're listening to me right now. The voice is going through the microphone, which has a crystal in there, right? Which converts the sound waves to an electrical signal. Um, in the Indian system, they called that pitta, P-I-T-T-A, the conversion process. Some foods were good for digestion. Some foods hurt digestion, right? Some foods are good for movement, like caffeine, right? Other foods, you know, dampen movement, right? If you eat a very like slow, yeah. right? The third force was something called structure or storage. So right now your body's muscular system, the skeletal system, the walls of my room here are the structural component. You see what I'm saying? It appears in everything, man. So if you take your computer, um, you have the, the storage, which is like the hard drive, right? You have the CPU, which does a conversion. And you have the movement, which is when you type it on the keyboard, it shows up on the screen. You see what I'm saying? Transport, conversion, storage. The Indians called it Vata, Pitta, and Kapha. So this is a very, and now that system was used for 10,000 years. So when an Indian nutritionist or a physician would look at you, like my grandmother in the small village, she didn't have degrees. She would look at your face or your urine or your eyes to say, okay, you have a lot of Vata in you. If you're moving around too fast and talking, you got to calm that down, right? Or if someone had a lot of digestive issues, that would be too much Pitta. That means a liver and, and so you would, maybe give some some ginger, right, to calm that down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or if you were very depressed, right, or sluggish, that means you had too much inertia. So you would maybe tell those people to do like music meditation, right, not sitting down meditation. So everyone figured out transport conversion story. So what I discovered was when I applied this to political theory, it's freedom is vata and transport, right? Wow. This word, freedom is essential. So freedom is directly transport and vata. What is truth? Truth is, is really a verb. You're taking all these ideas, you use a scientific method, which is a process of getting to, truth is really a process. And then you get to the final thing of this is a fact or this is false or true. You see what I'm saying? So truth is really a conversion process. Newton told us something, right? You know, the, the law of gravity, but then Einstein refined it when he said certain things move the speed of light. You have to even update Newton's laws. Right, so truth is a verb. And then health is our infrastructure. If you don't have physical health or mental health, you can't really fight for freedom. You can't really do science. 
So what I realized was freedom, truth, and health is the same as transport, conversion, storage. Mm -hmm. So what I ended up doing, Jackoff, was I wanted to find a unified theory of all systems. So you teach that core operating system to enough people, they can apply it to their body. So you don't, exactly. you, you can become your own doctor now. You're not saying, oh, I got to do this diet or that diet. We, we have so much uh, so much in common because this is exactly what yeah, I that's teach. What I'm saying. I, that's what I'm yeah. saying. We should, we should hook up after this because... 100%. Yeah, because what's happened is, so I put about many, many medical doctors through this training. It was used to be called Systems Health. But the bottom line is, Hippocrates said, if you're not your own doctor, you're a fool. So, but how do you become that? So you go to medical school for four years. One guy studies a heart and another guy studies a lungs. And, I don't know, and they don't fucking know how anything's connected. If someone has an eye problem, they don't know it's connected to the liver, which it is, by the way, right? Eastern systems of medicine connect. They don't look at the body as individual parts they see it as whole but using these principles so it's a different language you don't say you have a heart problem no you would say you have a vatha problem a circulatory problem and when you have a circulatory problem you probably more than likely are going to not be able to walk well you're probably going to have bowel movements because movement affects many subsystems if you have a conversion problem if you typically have a digestive problem you probably have a cognition problem. Now we know that gut brain health. So it's fascinating. You can use these three principles and literally in 30 minutes, man, I can train anyone now. Would you mind if I ask you something? Yeah. So the, the theory that you have is very strong, okay? Mm -hmm. And I believe in it. My question is, you have your theory in this right side, okay? This is the person that you wanna give him your theory, but he has the school system indoctrination. The university's indoctrination, his family is indoctrination, his teachers indoctrination, the government indoctrination, the social media indoctrination, the mainstream media indoctrination. How you will you be able from your own voice as Dr. Shiva, okay, to stand against all of the system? The thing is, it's not you against Trump or you against Bill Gates or or me against I don't know Benjamin Netanyahu. It's a, the indoctrination game has been built since you are zero. It's the vaccinations you put inside of you in the hospital. It's like 30 vaccines a day for, for a newborn. Um, 69 was, in the US. Jesus Christ, you see how many? It is It is the kindergarten, the school system, the medical system, the universities, the, the governments, it's, everything is against you. So by the time you are 18 years old only, you have been already brainwashed for 18 years. So for someone like me and like you, um, um, to come and open our mind, we need to unlearn what we have been learning our entire life to be able to preserve new information. Because if you think that everything they have been teaching you is right, you will never be able to learn something new. So what do you think is the best way, like how, how your power is going to overcome their power? When it's yeah, so, so Jacob, it's a, it's a great, great question. Look, and the best analogy I can give, we're talking about what seems like an impossible problem, right? It's not an impossible problem. It's just you have your force coming from this side. Right, right, right. But and saying, have like, yes. Yeah, so, but, but let's think about it as, let's think about it as you were a thousand years ago and you saw a bird flying and you okay. saw there and you would think, and someone said, oh, we can fly like a bird. And you would say to them, there's no way, you don't have wings. How are you going to do that? That I mean, you would give 50 reasons why you couldn't do that. 
and rightfully so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's say I went a thousand years ago and I said, look, one day there's going to be a rock and you will have a rock and I'll have a rock and we'll be able to communicate through some, through the air. And they'll say, get the fuck out of here. That's impossible. <laughs> very right? true, very true, very true. Right. Because these are basically rocks. Right. Exactly. Rocks, oh, right? By, by the way, by the way, slaves in Africa mine for the cobalt. Exactly. That, that's what I'm saying. That Elon Musk is responsible for it. <laughs> right. Right. So it's a rock, right? So exactly. if you take those two scenarios, and let's put a third guy there. So let's uh -huh. say if one guy saying you can't telling the guy you can't fly like a bird, you can never have two rocks communicating, and a third guy says, "Look, there's all these people. You know, where yes, there's more of us slaves." But look, they are the ones who create the pyramids and they have a lot of power, right? Very similar problems. So let me take you. So how did we learn to fly? How did that happen? Yeah, by people who kept believing in the idea. And no, that's what believing, but also some breakthrough occurred. There was a mathematician by the name of Bernoulli. B -R I, never, I never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so Bernoulli is the one who figured out that the shape of something called a wing, it had to be a particular shape. And then you could get lift based on the airflow that goes above and below. You had to create a pressure differential, okay? And Bernoulli really figured this out mathematically because until he figured that out, people really didn't know how to create lift. It was Bernoulli's principle, so he had to figure out the physics. Then overnight, we had airplanes. For a thousand years, we didn't have airplanes. But when Bernoulli figured out the laws of the universe, you say, now go to wireless communications. There was a guy called Michael Faraday. He was a working class guy, man. Michael Faraday is the one who did all the work. Uh, he was like an electrician. He's the one who figured out that if you have a wire, you know, and it's sending electricity through it, let me do it this way, you know, uh, on a, on a uh, counterclockwise wise to that wire, you have something called a magnetic field. And this built the foundations of electromagnetic theory, which were put into four laws called Maxwell's equations. Once we figured out those fundamental principles, we could create antennas, we could do wireless, da 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 da. So what I'm saying, Jackoff, is now you talk about human liberation. So we've been pounding away at this for thousands of years. There were some slaves, they tried to get a little freedom, maybe they got to ran away from their slave master, and then they got caught and brought back, right? This has been going on forever. Oh, um, since 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 they right. were born, right? So, but they're always, and then some slaves will say, "Well, that's just the way it is." Jackoff and Shiva, you guys are nuts. You know, just accept the way the world it is. You can't fly. No, you can't no, talk no, rocks. I don't accept right. it. I, I right. don't accept so, it. So, for me, Jackoff, it, it was I grew up in the caste system in India, which is no different than a Zionist model. These people thinking they're better than everyone else, or the Nazi model. We were considered the lower caste, and I had a very powerful experience when I was four years old. I I was playing soccer. I go to my friend's house. His mother spits on me, tells me not to come in, that I was a shudra, which is like the N-word. Shudra. Yeah, S-H-U. So they are the lowest caste. So I went to my mother, and she said, oh, we have a caste system in India. Think about how much that hurt me. I was only four years old. This kid was my friend. And overnight, I realized that I was not the same. And that made me, as a four-year-old kid, want to study revolutionary politics. I read Che Guevara, left-wing, right-wing, everything I'd get a hold of. And I was on this path to figure out how do you, why is there this unjust system? How the fuck is it 0.01% of people control it? I went to four degrees at MIT, learned all the science. And the breakthrough I had was in 2007. 
When I found Vata, Pitta, Kapha, mean the same as transport conversion storage, this entire control system. And then when I ran for office, I realized, wait a minute, truth, freedom, health, that you have to have freedom and you have to have truth and you have to fight health. So what's happened is there are people over here who are yoga Nazis, right? Who think, oh, I'm just going to take care of my body. I'm cool. Look at me, how great shape I'm in. Okay. Over here are the nerds and people saying, oh, I'm smart. I made a billion dollars creating this company, the innovators or scientists. And over here are the freedom fighters. Oh, I want the First Amendment, Second Amendment. Or I don't want my guns. None of these people come together because the yoga people, many of them went and got vaccinations, right? All these people claim they were, and they they think that people who are First Amendment are nuts. And these people think they're nuts. They call them, you know, um, yoga Nazis, right? And the nerds are just fat slobs who don't get any health or they don't know what the fuck's going on, right? They may build a company, right? Whatever, right? So what I realized is all these three phenomenon are part of transport conversion storage. That's the three principles. And then you start recognizing from a control system standpoint that there are fundamental laws, input and output, the concept of observing what's going on, a sensor, a goal you have to set, and then you put inputs in using your mind and you have to face disturbance. So I realized that the same nine principles that the yogis and gurus learned 10,000 years ago is what engineers learned that you could apply to political theory. But without a set of scientific principles, there will be no movement. Just like it took Bernoulli's principle to learn how to fly. It took Maxwell's equations for us, for rocks to be able to communicate. And so the conclusion is everyone's trying to figure out how to shatter the swarm, right? So they do big protests. Okay, but who runs the protests? It's run by all these liberal Zionists who just talk well, about ceasefire now. They're so not talking about, you see what I'm saying? So, yeah, so, so what I'm saying is until people understand that it's not just the left and the right, but it's the obvious establishment and the disturbance in systems theory. So we have to give people this framework because when Maxwell's equations came out, literally in 100 years, we had all these antennas and everything. Exactly. And it was when Bernoulli's principle came out. So I'm saying we will never have liberation until we understand this dynamic. And then we're able to educate enough people. And, and that's, I, I think we cracked the code on that. And, but it integrates health and science and freedom. All these things have to be integrated. You have to be a Renaissance man. If you're in healthy shape, you also have to be a scientist and you have to be a fighter. You can't just be in all healthy shape and not talk. You have to do all three now. Of, you have of to be course, of course, yeah. because one without the others is like having a Ferrari without wheels. or without Exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a system that works together. Having all these muscles, but if I cannot fight someone, if my family is in danger, I am worthless. If I don't have enough money to support my family, I am also worthless. And if I, if I, you know, if your health, you need health, you need wealth, you need freedom, and 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 you need to be, uh, what's called, you need to be a warrior. It's better to be need, a warrior yes. in a garden than a gardener in a war. So we started calling it the Warrior Scholar Program because we said you have to put certain amount of time into understanding the physics, and then you have to get on the ground. Because if you don't do that, and you have to have a vision. So the goal here, Jekoff, is we know out of the 8 billion people, if we find 10,000 people, like you're doing with your 90 clients, right? Uh -huh. And those 10,000 people really get it. They now, no one can fool them because they've gotten it, man. They're like, 
phenomenal Jedi warriors. They get it. And and they go direct to people. So the goal is to, to me, the critical mass is like how many nuclear physicists does the world need? You only need 500 people to create enough bombs. You don't need 8 billion people knowing how to build nuclear bombs because it's such a powerful science. So once people understand this, I'm very, it's over for them. Like right now, if you look at three years ago, when I came out exposing Kennedy, right? All these women who were giving him money all day, forgetting that he endorsed Hillary Clinton three times, forgetting that, you know, he, uh, you know, he wants safe vaccines, forgetting he vaccinated his own kids six, with 69 back. Like they don't look at the apparent things. So I said, wait a minute, this guy's full of shit. People only listen to what others speak. They don't watch their actions. Exactly. This is the exact problems. Exactly. This is the exact problems. So we have also so much in common, by the way. My team, I, we call it Virtuous Warriors. The what do you call it? Virtuous Warriors. Oh, okay. Excellent. So we have, awesome. so we have this one here. Uh, uh, second, I want to ask you to also about the rallies, okay? The last rally, the last freedom rally I had in Canada, me and Chris Kai and many other speakers arranged a rally that we had over 10,000 people attended. You know what, 10,000 people? That's a fucking ocean. Okay, it was That's my biggest yeah. rally before I left Canada. The thing mm -hmm. is, now this is true, real story. After each rally, we used to go together, all of us, to a restaurant, have a drink. Back then, I used to drink food or something. Now, that day, I was crazy busy preparing for my escape from Canada. So I said, I'm not going to the restaurants. I'm going to the grocery store. And I went to the grocery stores. Half of the people who came to the rally include speakers. They were at the grocery store with the mask on. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You come to a freedom rally, you scream freedom, freedom, freedom. Right. <laughs> and, and then you go to a grocery store to wear a mask. That's what's right. fucked up. And then I'm like, you know what? This country is over. <laughs> I have no hope for humanity. Because people love to speak. People love to be included as a warrior. People love these labels. I'm a freedom fighter. I'm a warrior. I'm a resistance. I'm a, I'm a rebel, blah, blah, blah. But when things, shit, when, when shit hit the fan, when you really need to say no, when you really need to resist, most people, most people become cowards, honestly, doctor. And, well, Jekov, uh, it's, it's an interesting phenomenon. So, um, I've, you know, so here's what I think happens, right? There's this very famous study called the Milgram study. You know this study where they took, so the, the question has been, a scientific question is, why do people follow authority? Like, why do, you know, like if you drive down the street and suddenly you see a cop with glasses, with the dark glasses, everyone slows down. Like why? Mm -hmm. So people have been trying to understand this phenomenon. Why do you follow authority, right? So there was an experiment done in, I think it was in Stanford. I don't know the exact details, but basically they took a bunch of people and it was a professor did this and he's and he, a bunch of college students. And he said, okay, you guys are going to be prisoners. So he shaved their heads, gave them prison uniform. And the other guys were going to be guards. They got to wear the big uniforms with dark glasses and, uh -huh, uh -huh. Right? and then they literally went to a prison and they put the people in prison and they, and the guards acted like guards. Anyway, this experiment was supposed to run for six months. It ended, I think in like two weeks. Because wow. after, after a while, the guards actually got into their role. They would wake up the prisoners, make them do push-ups and sit-ups and harass them. Anyway, this keeps going on. They, they all filmed this, and you can find it on YouTube, I think. So so anyway, the prisoners are being harassed by these cops, you know, whatever, the actors. And one day, you see this, they line up all the prisoners, 
And one of and they and the cops say, you know, okay, all of you guys do push-ups or something. And one guy says, Man, I'm not doing this anymore. Fuck you, right? Guess who beats him up? The prisoners. <laughs> yes. So so what so it is this concept. So what you come to the conclusion is that and, and this was organizational theory people did was like if you take an organization of 100 people, 30 people will always just do whatever is told to them. 50 people watch which way the wind blows. If the wind is blowing better than 30, the, so now 80 people are going this way. Exactly. 20 people out of the 100 were actually will challenge stuff, right? So the issue is who do you organize, right? Well, if you spend your time with the idiot who's wearing five masks, I, I say give him another mask. Don't even like wasting time. <laughs> just with the fucking books. <laughs> Yeah, just give them more masks to wear. Give them a booster, okay? But it's not going to work. But a lot of people in these relationships spend all their time with these 30 people. The 50 people are just going to watch which way the wind blows. So the theory comes down, Jekoff, that the 20% need to get their shit together and need to get very organized. They need to get very disciplined. They need to say, you know what? Phase one, we got to all understand this dynamic, right? We have to all understand these systems of power. And that's what I've decided to do. So that's why when I did that video, I said, you know, I think I what did I say as I'm the only presidential candidate. I'm the only one except I said every presidential candidate. I don't know if you saw that sucked Zionist cock, right? Except me. Now, in spite of all the shadow banning, that got like a lot of views. I know probably got a, a factor of 10. So I think there's enough people out there, Jekoff, who are in that 20%. So if you take 8 billion people, 1.6 billion people. It's not a bad number. I don't even think you need 1.6 billion. I think you yeah, need if you talk about 20%, but I honestly think it's there are a lot less. Right, but if you look at a if, so the other physics I'm, I'm just is if you look at a, a pond of still water and you want to create a wave, you don't need to drop you don't need a lot of stones. If you drop enough stones in a geographically distributed area, it creates what's called a standing wave. So that's what we need to understand. Like, again, getting back to the nuclear physicist thing, it's not like we have a million nuclear physicists. How many people know how to build a nuclear bomb? A handful of people. So that's why I'm saying when you figure out the fundamentals, my view is that we get enough people understanding this who want to understand them and fuck off these other people who want to argue with you. Okay, fine, go your fucking way. We don't have time to waste there. So a guy like you and us should work together, right? And, and now we have about half a million people throughout the world who are getting this. So, and I think that's why the Vietnamese beat the United States. They had a very clear vision. You know, we need to get the these fucking imperialists out of our country. Or in this case, we need truth, freedom, health. How are we going to do it? We're going to mobilize people. We're going to build tunnels. You come out and you shoot and go back down, right? And in this model, that's the only way to win. We have to have a message and we have to go direct to people. Um, but there's no other way because they control social media. They give us enough stuff, I think, to go out there in a digital cage. But ultimately, I think it's about us identifying those people and then mobilizing them and with the right physics, if you want to ramp it up. But I don't think we have any other choice but to do that anyway, Jekoff. I don't, I, I don't know what the alternative is. The alternative is the Voltaire model. Okay, I'm going to only take care of my garden. You know, I'm only I'm going to live in this little bubble, but forgetting that there's 
shit dropping in from outside. You can't, you know, you can't, we can't insulate ourselves anymore. So I, I have a different, uh, different mindset when it comes, uh, yeah. when it comes to this. Uh, I do not try to save anyone before saving myself first. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that you cannot pure from an empty cup. Okay, so if you if you don't become an example to others, don't even start and preach. If I was wearing a mask, go to the grocery store, I would never stand on stage in front of thousands of people and tell them don't wear a mask. I did it because I did it by myself. I get banned from Air Canada. I got the cops coming, Los Angeles cops coming inside the plane and kick me out of it. I stuck at the Los Angeles airport for 14 fucking hours because I refused to wear a mask. And I waited for a Mexican airline to, to fly me uh, a maskless, even though I had Mexican reception. I'm a firm believer that you have to be the doer before you become the speaker, okay? First yep. of all, be an example. Save yourself first. But once you serve yourself, then stand and preach to try to help others but don't go and help don't go and fix other people's house when you when when your house is on fire you're going to have to save yours first well we we call it you have to you we call you have to walk the walk not talk the talk right exactly exactly right so so that's what's happened if you look at the theater that they do you know when the mask mandates took place we were the first ones jacob you may have been one of the early but we i did a uh scientific analysis of the masks and we showed when you put the mask on how it fucks up the mouth microbiome we published that and then we educated people mothers and parents how to go to these school boards we we created a whole course so how to challenge people how to win um i never wore a mask at all everywhere i went either be a massive fight etc but our and if you look at uh, in 2020 we have this huge meeting none of us are wearing masks Kennedy nephew has like six people with masks sitting around, you know, when they ran for office. So my point is, you're right. These and, and that's the other way you can judge who's actually a leader. Do they walk the walk by the actions, okay. not by the talk? Yes. You can speak right. whatever the hell you want. Right. Right. So that's why in our view, uh, it is. A, and so throughout this process, I mean, my life has always been walking the walk and it has a and so I've been given many, many opportunities, Jakov, to be co-opted. You say, I, I've been like Forrest Gump. They invite me into these worlds and they think I'm going to, I was in Hollywood for three years, right? I was, I went to India. I got recruited by the prime minister of India to run the largest innovation center. I exposed wow. corruption. And then um, I, I, under death threats, I had to leave India, right? Um, everywhere I've gone, MIT, et cetera, I've always had the opportunity to sell out. And I've never fucking sold out, man, because I never forgot where I came from, working class people. So fine, I've taken that decision, but that has become an inspiration to other people. Of course, and, absolutely. But you don't to me as well. That's what I'm trying to say. To so I'm well, saying, watching one video of yours, the one that you explained about, especially about Joe Rogan, because he has the same. Pro uh, we have the same problem with people ha uh, following Trump. The same people who worship Joe Rogan, the same people same who people worship, worship Elon Musk, and, yeah. and worship Elon Musk. It's the same idea, the same brainwashed people. So people love calling themselves "I'm a freedom fighter" or "I am," a, or "I am awake." You are, <laughs> you are ninety percent sleep, bro. But you have only ten. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if you look at Elon Musk, he's the epitome of that. You have all. So Jack Dorsey was openly violating people's rights. So now the Silicon Valley people realize, shit, this is not working. So they create a fiction, Elon Musk. And then they bring him in. And his job is to act like he's a free speech absolutist. 
And then now he says that he's, you cannot. He's, use... he's still censored. Like I get censored two months ago. Yeah. After, after he took office. What, what, what's that? I get censored two months ago after he took office. I say. Yeah. So what I'm saying is uh, my entire thing is it's putting people in a digital cage now, shadow banning to the extreme. But, you know, then he's the one who said you cannot no longer use the phrase from the river to the sea. Right. So what I'm saying is Absolutely. the establishment is now creating these characters to your point. They talk the talk, but none of them walk the walk. Exactly. Right. And then they're making people believe that's OK. So that's what they're doing. Of but course. the good news is, Jackoff, there are people like you and I, and we've now educated about a half a million people in various forms. And I think it is a slow process. It is not going to happen overnight, but we have no other choice. And that's, you know, you just have to put your focus on, you know, you take care of your health, you take care of your mind and you find other people. But in addition to health and mind, we're actually training people in this process. It's, it's really sort of this very core, uh, I don't know, it, we, I, I call it truth, freedom, health training. You know, they understand the physics of this, this phenomenon, but it is very closely related to taking care of your body because none of this operates if you don't take care of your body. You're not Absolutely. eating right, you're not mentally sane, all those things. It's everything. When we talk about consumption, it's everything. It's mental consumption, physical consumption, um, the music you listen to, the yeah. people the people you surround yourself with, the people you hang out with, your friends, anything you consume by mouth, nose, eyes, and ears counts because literally the government are working tirelessly to undermine people's physical, mental, and spiritual health. They literally poison the food you eat, the water you drink, the air you breathe, the fucking medications and the vaccines you take to intentionally cause diabetes, autoimmune disease, uh, uh, cancer, HIV, etc. So it's your... They leave like billions of people sick as fuck, sad, depressed, overweight, and overwhelmed. The key is literally to break free from the matrix, take care or take control of your own life, um, prioritize self-care and resilience, and actually connect with like-minded individuals. And this is exactly why when I watch your first video, I'm like, fuck, this guy gets it. Because you don't stand by Trump. Or I'm like, he knows exactly what's going on. The video that you were writing on the whiteboard about Joe Rogan and Trump and how they connect everything to throw social media and corporations and how all of them unite together. You know what video I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah I know that one. This was yeah, the well, first video I watched of you. Yeah, so Jackoff, what's interesting is that video, there was a follow-up video I did exposing Rogan and Kennedy. We, you know, we do these open houses. Let me just, every every now, it's a, it, to me, this is a 20-hour day, man. And people wonder why I do this, but I, it, it, I have, I have to do this because it's part of the education process. But Thursdays at 11, 8 p.m., we have people from all over the world, and you don't, you know, people just come in and we introduce people. But one of the things is that a guy, and I've mentioned this before, a very smart medical surgeon in California, who saw Rogan and Kennedy talking, he was about to give a lot of money to Kennedy. Because, you know, the brainwashing. And he's a smart guy. He's not stupid, right? But then somehow, luckily, my video popped up where I'm attacking Trump and Rogan and Kennedy. And this guy said for two days, I had cognitive dissonance. Because I realized everything you're saying was true. But I was about to give these fucking idiots money. You see, because he was just looking for the lesser of two evils. 
But here's the interesting thing, Jekov. He came to our meeting and he said, you know, I realized that I was wrong and I want to learn. So what's happening, Jekov, is now not everyone will be self-reflective like that. That's a pretty good human. That's a human being, right? He wants to figure out. He's acknowledging like an alcoholic, something's fucked up. I am an, and, and he wants to solve it. So what's been happening, Jekov, over the last, I would say the last year, I mean, we've been doing this for a while. The quality of people that are coming are really these self-reflective people. They're like truly human, right? They're saying, you know what? You were right about Kennedy. I gave him a shitload of money. I fucked up. I knew, you know, I, I Trump fucked me up. And I, I want to watch this video. I'm going to look for it. Yeah, well, it's it's in our Zoom thing, okay? Um, we haven't put it up, but hey, John, remember it. Let's put that one up, John, okay? It's with that surgeon. So we're finding, it, there was a woman, you know, who hated me because we used to have a big bus in Cambridge that only the real Indian can defeat the fake Indian against Elizabeth Warren when I... And she said, oh, I, to write, I hated you. But she goes, you know, I realize you're right. So the quality of people we're finding, Jekov, is these people who are highly enlightened. They're able to do the self-reflection. And now, like, they're being very vulnerable. And they're saying, I want to figure out what the fuck is really going on. And I think a lot of people are coming to that point. Or they're going to get desperate and they're going to say, I'm just going to go do this, right? So that's what I'm saying is enough of those people... Because when they get this shit, man, it's very powerful because you can't unlearn this shit once you learn it. And then you create, we call it a learn, teach, and serve model. You learn it. So we make everyone teach our course, teach the concepts, because when they teach, you learn. And then you have to go serve other people. You have to help people. You give, you know, give, give uh, training, et cetera. So I'm pretty confident, Again, getting back to what you're saying, you know, you train people to be focused. It's not like you build muscle overnight, right? You don't get oh, healthy overnight. Okay. It, took, it took you fucking all 10 years of doing fucked up shit to get to your state. Exactly. So if, if, you, if we want to collectively change the world, there has to be a very clear mission. What's the process we have to do? Okay, you have to learn this dynamic. And then if you get discipline, yeah, Kennedy's full of shit. Don't, don't self out for the lesser of two evils. Like you have to basically take this very warrior approach you know like i'm not gonna fucking wear a mask and then tell other people to go you know you know that that dichotomy you can't live these two worlds i literally uh, i made a tweet about it uh, <laughs> about it today like and i'm telling people like no matter what happens swine flu influenza flu covid flu kiss my ass flu Fauci's right. asshole flu i'd give a fuck what flu is i am not complying like i would not wear a mask I will not take the vaccine under any circumstances. Even if I cannot fly, even if I cannot go to grocery store, even if they restrict me from from breathing outside my house, I will not. I will not comply under those circumstances because my principles are not for sale. Because who the fuck is the government to come and tell me what to put in my body? Who the fuck is the government to have control over my own body? The thing is. People don't understand, Dr. Shiva, that this is only the beginning. People think, oh, but if you comply, it's over. No, Habibi. If you agree, if you agree to get vaccinated for the greater good, then you will agree to sell your kidney for the greater good. You exactly. will agree to, to give away your blood for the greater good. You agree to give away your sex, to, to sacrifice your kids for the greater good. You agree to give to give your organs to other people for the greater good. When you have no control of your body you have lost you have lost your dignity you have lost your morals morals sorry you have lost your humanity and there is nothing left 
for you as human you become a robot and you become you become um uh, what's called in english you become a product of the government you don't own yourself anymore yeah and i i, I think Jackoff, you know, a very, very great teacher of mine said, a person without principles is not a person anymore. Exactly. So what's happened is people uh, have been are being trained to think that you don't have to have any principles. And when you don't have any principles, you really have nothing. So Do you know that's, why? What's Do you happening? Know why? Do you know why? Because why you don't have, why, why you don't have I know because no, no, why if you don't have principles, you don't become a person because the the word the person it's persona, it's your personality, it's come right. from the Greek word, and your personality is actually made out of your principles. So, if you have no principles, you have no personality, it is that right. simple, right? And this that's is exactly what, that's what's interesting. I have you know these two very interesting dogs, you know. And they're part, they have a little bit of wolf in them, shepherd, very interesting dogs. They're very connected to a little more wild. And I, they have their own personality. It's fascinating. And many years ago, when I was teaching a class at MIT called Systems Visualization, there was a student there who came from, uh, what is it, animal behaviorism. And she said, when, forget humans, she goes, when they study animals, like an octopus or they study a horse, these, stupid veterinarians and think oh all oh, oh a horse pre behaves like that or an octopus behaves like this they forget these animals also have unique personalities absolutely and this, is exactly, this is exactly yes. why the matrix is pushing so hard the right. trans agenda because they want you sexless they want you genderless they want you um, a heartless they want you loveless they want you mindless they want you brainless they want you thinkless okay they want you to have no morals no principles no no feelings and no nothing that keeps you as a human because the less principles you have the more easy you are to control because people who have no strong principles no strong morals you cannot you can control them easy this is why they start the feminist agenda and they break down the family unit because when when they when we had the patriarchy when the man of the house has his own world his wife is at home and she take care of the kids who educate the kids the man and his wife the kids grow up to have their family principles but when they break down the family unit they feminize men made women more masculine send the kids to school Okay, so the school system will brainwash the kids. The government will have the men's taxes and the women's taxes, and they have 50, 50% uh, divorce rate. So the government is very happy right now. Men have no power in court. If you get divorced, you're fucked. She, she can cheat on you. She can, take, <laughs> she can take your house, your money, and your money. Well, child what, support what's what's, what's happened, Jekhoff, is they've created a dynamic. You know, in ancient traditions, there was no the state was never involved when two people got together. Exactly, it was you, God, and the your mate. Exactly. exactly, and now you have three people in your bedroom: you, your mate, and the government. And Elon Musk. No. Exactly. And Bobby Kennedy, leave me alone. No, no, Elon Musk is, you know, on all this shit every, right? Because he reports to the government. What we discovered was government tells Twitter what to do. And Elon Musk must suck Zionist cock to keep all of his companies. And that's what he was doing. He went to Israel to suck Zionist cock. But that's what's happened, right? So you have three people now in this relationship. And these relationships are supposed to be a loving spiritual relationship. So all that has been destroyed. 
So now men and women are in these very antagonistic relationships. There's very little trust, right? And it, and that also is very, very valuable for those in power because now they've created conditions where they control pretty much everything, right? So particularly in the United States with men, right? Um, you're fucked if you're in these kinds of states and cities with women because it is they incentivize women to get divorced. They, oh, they give you all the power. They give yeah. you all the power to get divorced. Go cheat. Right. Get divorced. Right. Take alimony. Do this. Take his house. Take yeah. his money. Take his cars. Take everything he has. Just get divorced. And this is basically why I am I am actually scared mm -hmm. to get fucking married. Like I have zero benefits as a man to get married. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's that's what's I'm saying. That's what's happened to many many men, unless they have some type of spiritual structure. And many times of those spiritual structure are also corrupt, right? Absolutely. The Catholic Church is corrupt. The Hindu oh, Brahminism oh, is corrupt. The, all of these systems are corrupt. So what's happened is it's created a very fucked up dynamic now, right? You almost have to leave this entire world to go into some other realm. Um, I mean, I've had my... So, so it's a very interesting world because um, there's a massive incentive like to fuck up the guy. So guys have to now become, they have to chop their balls off in many ways, right? In, in, the, in the world that we have to live in now. So this has all been done by, in a very, by design in many ways. So, but I think the key thing is right now when I think the issue, to me, the issue of like the Zionism issue, it's such a clear line because, I, did you see the, did you see that little video I did? Uh, the presidential candidate who sucks Zionist cock. Did you see that one? Um, I don't think so. It's, it's a fucking hilarious one because I just want to play that for you because sure. it's it sort of gets uh, down to this realm of where it's not I intended to speak that way, okay? But the world has forced upon us, you know, um, a way to just, you know, because you we have no alternative but to be ourselves more and more and more and more, which I've always been, right? But what I'm finding, uh, Jekoff, is that uh, people actually are ready, actually want, you know, real warriors and real men and, and are looking for this. They do not want, but in a true way, not like Trump talking shit. You know what I'm saying? Trump was mm -hmm. basically reading from a script. He was trying to be a man, but the guy's really not a man in many ways, you know? Um, uh, so. Here, here is the one that I want to play for you. Uh, I'm not sure what you did, but it's, it's cutting off. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me, let me play for you here. What's, what's? Uh, hold on. Let me bring it up. Um, so the psychology here. Are you there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you hear me? Yeah, I can see you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't see you. I think it might. I'm not sure what's frozen, but I can hear you. Oh, you can. Okay. I, I, I can hear. You. I just cannot see you. It got frozen for some reason. Okay. Can, you can't see. I cannot see, but I can hear you. Oh, okay. Let me see. Um, let me close down some of my windows here. Maybe I got too many things open. Let me see. P possibly. Maybe it's mine. Um, let's see what's going on here. Let me see what's going on. Froze, I'm just closing a bunch of windows. Let me bring you back. Yeah. Did we lose Jackoff, John? I, I still, I, do you hear me? I do. Yeah, I hear you too. Yeah, his camera feed is broken for some reason. 
Um, do you want me to hang up and call you again? Yeah, there you are. I see your picture now. Yeah, I see your picture too, but I don't see you. It's a frozen. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, anyway, Jackoff, let me play. Well, I think people have seen this, but I'll just play it. You may be able to hear it, okay? Okay, okay. Can, can you hear us? Yeah, so, I can hear you. I can hear you clearly. Okay. Maybe you go out and come back in, Jackoff. Oh, I, wait, 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 wait. Just a second. Oh, wait. Um, you, you are back right now. I, now we see you. Okay, so let me oh, play. Oh, perfecto, senor. Now it works perfect. <laughs> can you see it? Yeah, yeah, I can see you. I can hear you. Play it. Every presidential candidate except me sucks Zionist hawk. That may not sound presidential, <laughs> but in fact, it's very presidential. Because I represent the American worker who does not want us to be cocksuckers of Zionism. Donald Trump sucks Zionist hawk. Nikki Haley sucks Zionist hawk. Vivek the snake sucks Zionist hawk. Chris Christie, Booby fucking Kennedy, Joe Biden, all of these people. The only people that don't suck Zionist hawk are the American workers who are being screwed. I'm an American worker. I'm one of us. But Donald Trump is no different than any one of them. They all serve Israel. Bernie Sanders, for example, is an Israeli citizen. Anthony Blinken is an Israeli citizen. The head of the CDC is an Israeli citizen. All of these people are Israeli citizens. All of these people work together against the American working people. There's a lot of liberal Zionists who are out there saying ceasefire, peace now. I've seen that for 40 years. It doesn't get us anywhere. All that ceasefire does is let Israel pull back, then go bomb the shit out of the Palestinians again. The only way to end this is we must end the occupation. Ending the occupation means beginning with ending the occupation of America by Zionism. Zionists have taken over every every seat of power of the United States. If we're going to free Palestine, we must end the occupation of America by Zionism. If there's anyone who should get military aid, it should be the Palestinian people. I'm not talking about Hamas, by the way, all those morons who think Hamas represents the Palestinian people. Hamas was created by Israel. So when you see Hamas, replace it with Israel. We need to build a bottoms up movement. Go well, to shivaforpresident.com well, and volunteer. Well, What's interesting, every presidential candidate, except what, me, sucks Zionist hawk. That may not sound presidential. It, it got a bunch of views, okay? But I'm sure it's mm -hmm. factor of 10, 10 off. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, but if you go look at the comments, it's fascinating. The comments are fascinating because it's people coming from all walks of life very, very excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> people love it, eh? People yeah, love it as well. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is people are loving it because they, I think they saw an integrity there where the actions match the deeds, Jekyll, fundamentally. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it absolutely. wasn't like Trump talking this fucking shit and it not matching, you see? Because no one has, as a presidential candidate, it's one of those issues that's a very clear line. And that's why I love about this issue about Zionism. It's like they can't fuck around. Like none of these guys can say they're anti-Zionist. It's like the issue that slices through the bullshit. And it's the and so and so you know many years ago when I was doing these protests, there was I think you may remember when Ariel Sharon, remember him, the big uh, Israeli, he ran over with tanks in Gaza. This was in 1980s, and. So what I always noticed was there was the obvious establishment. At that time, I think it was Reagan. And then you had us actually trying to build a bottoms-up movement. We didn't have anywhere near the theory, any of the stuff I've talked to you about, right? Just figuring shit out. But we knew that it was really about ending the occupation. And then you had these liberal Zionists, I, I like to call them. They would tell us how to protest. Don't say those words. Don't say no to Zionism. No, 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 no. They would say that cease fire now that's a pro you see they were trying to control people's language because they were actually supporting zionism they never said zionism was bad they just wanted and they would say oh i don't want blood on my hands you see it was about them 
not feeling guilty, not about the poor Palestinians or Jewish people who are being brought into this. And so in every movement, Jekhov, until we understand this dynamics, you have the obvious establishment, the actual revolutionaries want to fundamentally change things. And then you have these people who talk the game, but they don't want to actually go to the real solution. The real solution is not ceasefire. Now it's end the fucking occupation, you know? Take down these walls, distribute the wealth, have a secular state, right? Not a theocratic, you know, state. They don't want to talk about that. So they come up with, and this was with the apartheid movement too, in the 80s with South Africa. Same thing. The people wanted to keep apartheid, you know, and then the, the these white liberal kids who would talk about, oh, it's so bad what's going on to the black people. We got to get Nelson Mandela in power. You say <laughs> not about fundamentally shattering the superstructure. Same with the medical freedom movement. To your point, and that's why it's not about safe vaccines or not safe vaccines. It's what the fuck is a government doing, even dictating what should come into your life? Like they have a right exactly. to come into your life. And that's exactly. why Booby Kennedy, Booby fucking Kennedy, is the real devil. He's the real Lucifer. It's easy to see Anthony Fauci, but Booby Kennedy. Talks his big fucking game. It's easy it's to see Anthony Fauci because he stands with the left. Now people think that Kennedy is with them because he he basically repeats script that fits with their own narratives. Right. That's what but people is, he, yeah, but he attacks the establishment. Oh, they're corrupt. But I am going to get you safe vaccines. He's not talking about repealing the 1962 law, which his uncle put in place, which allows the government even to come into your body. You see, they never want to solve the real problem. They always want to put a Band-Aid on top of a Band-Aid on the Band-Aid because they're part of the swarm. And this is the technology and training we need to teach people. Otherwise, one day they follow Bernie Sanders and they follow Trump. Then they follow Jeremy Corbyn. You see what I'm saying? They keep jumping from bed to bed like, you know, some political prostitute. And this is what's happened, that people without the framework. I mean, when you go lift weights, right? I mean, you, 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 there's 50 billion ways you could do a branch press. But there's a few ways, if you do a negative, that you really build muscle, right? Now, after a while, you learn this. Now, you could go to a bunch of idiots, and you can do 50. But if you go to a good coach, they'll say, this is the way you do it, right? And if you have the idea of, okay, this guy knows more than me, I'm going to study, and you've gone through that process where you have respect, you learn from the right people. When it comes to building a movement, we have to understand there are these same. there's a billion ways you could, but you're never going to get anywhere. But there are a few ways that will work. Just like building an airplane, you need to know Bernoulli's principle. So this point about what you're saying is a fundamental issue with the vaccine issues. What the fuck is a government even doing in your life? Not whether you're <laughs> doing vaccine. You see, so that issue is not talked about. Oh, I'm going to create safe vaccines. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, all these more. But the issue is the government should be not in your life. The issue is there should be no occupation. There should be no fucking walls around Gaza. What the fuck are you talking about? Elon Musk, that stupid video he did. Oh, yeah, we need to stop people murdering. We need to kill the people murdered. What the fuck are you talking about? This whole thing is fucked up. You're in the matrix and you're talking about little tweaks to the matrix. So that's why I think it's important that people understand these dynamics, Jekhoff. Otherwise, they're always going to be fooled by the next Tulsi Gabbard, the next Elon Musk, the next Joe Rogan, the next fucking fucker Carlson, the next. I think we should create more. Uh, I think we should create a more content, um, content that makes it clear to people that 
all of these people who get mainstream media coverage are actually part of the game. If they were not part of the game, they won't be there. So very similar to the video you created with the whiteboard, okay? We're gonna have to create more videos of this to create awareness and show actually people evidence that the the CDC director is is the husband of the W World Federation uh, director. They are all they are all family and friends and people are connected with each other, and they keep playing with people chess. You know, the ones they move this guy here, they remove this guy here, they remove this guy here, and keep us fighting with each other. So they can have well, yeah so i, I want to you know when we did our campaign video it's a cool video it brings this out let me just play it for you i think you'll enjoy it it brings sure. out this point about all of these people being in the same you know thing let me play who would have ever thought i'd be running for president of the united states of america i was born a low caste untouchable in india's caste system a system of aristocracy oppression and racism my name is dr shiva ayadure i'm an mit phd a fulbright scholar a scientist, engineer, entrepreneur, and inventor. My family and I left India to come to America on my seventh birthday. I grew up in the working class neighborhoods of New Jersey, playing baseball, mowing lawns, painting houses, and coding software. My friends and neighbors are blacks, Italians, Irish, people of all races. As a 14 year old, I wrote 50,000 lines of software code to create the world's first email system and was awarded the first US copyright for email recognizing me as its official inventor at a time when copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I did that long before I ever came to MIT, revealing that big innovations can occur anytime, anyplace by anybody. Growing up, I saw politicians dividing us by race and religion in both America and India to have us fighting each other while they remained safe in their gated communities and in their playgrounds of Hollywood, Martha's Vineyard and Silicon Valley. I'm a fighter. I fought racism and exposed their imperialist wars fought for workers and put my life on the line against global corruption. I never wanted to run for political office. All that changed when I saw working Americans as never before being duped by the establishment and the not so obvious establishment. Across left and right, we were being sold out and made to forget why we came to America and why America existed. Lawyers, academics, billionaires, celebrities and politicians, elites, Clintons, Kennedys, Bidens, Obamas, Bushes, black and white have hijacked America. They printed trillions for their friends. They delivered crumbling infrastructure, corruption, and racism. They transferred trillions to themselves, dividing black and white, fear-mongering, and fake science. Lockdowns and censorship, dirty air, food, and water, pushing drugs upon us, making us sicker. We've been sold out. One set of rules for them, and another for us. We deserve a warrior with a history of courage in putting everything on the line for you, who believes in you, not them, who has created a movement bottoms up for truth, freedom, health. I've exposed their lies at the right time, never waiting until it was popular. I've exposed their false gods who exist to lead you back to them. I've exposed their fake science of lockdowns and masking and provided you solutions to fight them and win and protect your immune system, saving millions. I exposed Fauci, galvanized the fire Fauci campaign when others remained silent. When they stole our election, we sued the government and Twitter in our historic 2020 federal lawsuit, exposing in bare view the government and big tech censorship infrastructure, the unholy alliance between government and social media companies. Where was Elon and his grifters? They stood by the sidelines and did nothing. They did not use their megaphones to help us when it could have made a big difference. Now our movement grows for truth, freedom, health, independent of all of them. Every day millions are learning the science of systems, the knowledge the elites do not want you to have, so you may learn how to think, stand up, and fight. 
independent of the establishment of left and right and their fake heroes. Now it's time for you to join the movement to win back America, to win back truth, win back freedom, win back your health. That's why I'm running for president of the United States. This race is about you. This race is about truth, freedom, health versus power, profit, control. We've had enough. They think we'll fall in line and vote again for their lawyers, celebrities, billionaires, and chosen ones from above. We choose our heroes from below, from the rank and file who do what is right at the right time, not when it's convenient and popular. They can never represent us. What America needs is a movement by the working people for the working people who are educated, organized, decentralized, and fight for independence from their systems of control. And that movement exists. It's ready for you. We don't need them. We need us to go bottoms up, neighbor to neighbor. My journey, your journey are all the same. It's our time. It's time we had one of us. It's time to win back truth, freedom, health, to win back America, be part of this historic movement all the way to our victory on November 5th, 2024. If you're an American citizen, pledge your vote now for Dr. Shivaya Duray, the independent candidate for U.S. president. No matter where you live, you can be a part of this. Volunteer as little as 20 minutes a day. Don't delay. This is Dr. Shivaya Duray, and I approve this message. Paid for by Dr. Shiva for president. That's a great, yeah. that's a great video. Yeah, so the reason I wanted to play that is you see, in the United, so we've, we, our goal is to educate people. Now, what happens is every four to four years, people get lost in these stupid presidential elections, right? So it was a strategic decision we made, Jackoff, because if I didn't run, people would be saying, oh, should I vote for Trump? Should I vote for Kennedy? Or should I vote for Biden, right? They have, people have these fucking stupid alternatives. By running, we are now providing people two educational opportunities. Number one, hey, look, there's somebody you should actually consider. This is a real person, right, who actually works for a living. But more importantly, if even a real person is ever going to get into any type of power, it's only going to happen with a movement. So that's what we keep training people. You say even because they're all cheaters, they lie. They So you have to build a movement anyway. And if we build a movement, we win anyway, because every person that learns this stuff we win anyway. So it, it was an interesting decision because you have to be careful because getting back to your point, when you put yourself out there like this, you know, I really enjoy health and well-being, but man, you got to be careful because you you burn a lot of cycles, man. Oh, 100%. Right? It's a lot of cycles, right? So it's about this balance of taking care of yourself, but also recognizing that you have to also give, right? And ha and, and that balance, you say. So it's, it's a it's 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 a very important thing that I'm always conscious about. But the goal here is to educate, educate, educate through examples. Like when we ran in 2020, Jackoff, it was our election. If I didn't run, we would have never discovered the backdoor portal. I, I didn't I didn't even notice you were running. Yeah, you were not. But the mainstream media did not did not did not, not speak a word about you. Not even one man. <laughs> What's that? Not even one word, not one sentence. Not yeah, even mention your existence. <laughs> Their silence says pretty much everything. Oh man, yes, yes, right, right. with you, hundred percent. So, that's how. That's how. Uh, you know, the school that says if 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 voting would change anything, they would make it illegal, because by the end of. Do you hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, make you, it, yeah. If it would change anything, we said if voting change anything, they would make it illegal. Exactly, exactly. I'm not sure what's what my, my computer making so much problems for me. Um, I can see you, your video is good. 
Okay, perfect. If you can see me, then perfect. Yeah. Now we're here. Okay. Yeah, so, so yes, if voting, which, because everyone, like, you, you go there and sees, they show you one evil and the other one is evil too. It depends on what type of evil you believe and what type of evil you are willing to, you are willing to, uh, to follow and obey because by the end of the day, they want you to obey these people, okay? They put Trump, not because they love Trump, because a lot of people will obey what Trump says. And the same thing, they put Joe Biden, not because he's a fucking leader, but because millions of people will obey what this person say, says. Sorry, the same thing applies to every single other president. The same thing applies to Obama. Obama won Nobel, Peace for, Nobel Prize for Peace. This Amazing, dude... Huh? This dude have killed millions of people in the Middle East. Since he became a president, he had never-ending wars in Syria and in, in Somalia and Afghanistan and Iraq and Libya. And yet he, wants, he won the Nobel Peace Prize. And people still follow everything he says. Now, what's interesting, Jackoff, is the you said the lesser of two evils, right? What mm -hmm. we've been getting people to do is we, this is up on the Shiva for President website. People download this. And what we did was we had to make it really simple, right? So we said the lesser of two evils is killing your children. So we teach people, Jekoff, there's a simple graph here. You see this? Mm -hmm. From a health perspective, this pretty much tells the whole story of what the elites have done. This is a graph that comes out of one of the biggest insurance companies in the world called Kaiser Permanente. And this is what's showing. So if you have a child today, your child is going to live shorter than you. All right? So this is a piece of data no one can take away. The elites have nowhere to run with this data. And this has been happening since 1980. So to your point, Obama was around here, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Biden's here. Uh, Reagan was here. So all of these presidents, left and right, have resulted in this. So this red line is the x-axis is the years, and the y-axis is your life expectancy. Look at it. It's, a, it's an upside-down umbrella. And the rest of the world, these are all the other countries. So the so in a small piece of paper, we get people, our volunteers to hand this out. Oh, so that is, that is the United States and the others, other countries, right? Yes, so the rest of the average of the other countries, wow. but you can notice the curvature is what's important. You notice this curve is starting to curve downward. So the rest of the world follows America, right? And so we say here is the swarm, it's the policies. So you can literally see the policies that they've done have affected your biology. When they did the lockdowns, it changed inflammation in your body, right? It created more oxidative stress. It affected mitochondrial respiration. So every policy that they do, affects our biology and that was what and the only way out of this not voting for the lesser two is what we need a systems overhaul and then people have, have to understand you have to create a bottoms up movement this link goes to that swarm video you saw and then oh, over, right. and over here we give people the solution which is get educated and then we invite people every thursdays we i do these open houses but it's not like bullshit open houses jackoff when people come to the healthcare, we teach them what the immune system is how to strengthen the immune system you say how to eat properly, right? How to think, how to innovate. So our open houses are actually the solution. We're not waiting to be president. If you make me president, we're just going to do it faster. But we're getting people to go offline and hand out these flyers. But it starts with what you and I were talking about at the beginning, the issue of health. You're, these guys are killing your children. That's what they're really doing. And Democrat and Republican have been doing this. And this curve is going to get steeper and steeper downward. And it's not just the vaccines. This has been happening for a long time, you say? 
the junk food, the sugar, the cereals, they have all the, the, the chemicals stuff. they put in our air and our food, and our water supplies, the fluoride, it all decreases our But, but even, even stress between two people. Imagine a man cannot trust a woman. The woman can't feel safe. You know, all these things affect our uh, cortisol levels. I mean, the number, I was in a place called Sardinia. I was invited to the science conference. The number one reason people live long now, Jekoff, is because of community, friendships. That's what all the data shows. So if you're in a family and you don't have good friends and you don't have people you can trust, you're always you're always fight or flight response that affects your exactly. adrenal glands, you see? So, it's a, so that graph to me was a way that we could get this messaging saying, hey, look, these people are killing your children. Okay, do you care about that or the next generation? Then you unravel and you find it's not just the vaccines. That's just in some ways a distraction. It's a whole bunch of policies that goes back 60 years. True, true. So, but I, I you know, I, a lot of, I think what we're talking about is learning how to communicate this to people so they realize that they should start respecting themselves and people who work for a living and not these fucking idiots who have no, Elon Musk or Booby Kennedy or any of these people. They, they don't have your <laughs> heart. Yeah. But I enjoyed this, man. Let's uh, do it again. But we should see if there's some ways we could connect. You're in now. Will you be leaving Israel soon, or how long are you going to be there? I am. I am not going anywhere soon. I want to stay here with oh. my family until the until the war is completely over. Should I make I sure? I'm. You know, I am the I am the oldest one in the house. I want to make sure my mom. I have a daughter here in Israel. My nieces, my family, everyone is okay. And and you know what? Life life here is good. I have I haven't. I have left my house since I was 19. Okay. Uh -huh. So I've been living 21 years on my own without my family, without my, I don't want to say my friends because I don't remember anyone here, but my entire family, like my brothers, my nieces, my, my, my closest family. And being around them in the past four months has taught me that family is everything. And I have a daughter here in Israel and being so close to her um, empowers me. I, like I haven't felt that I can conquer the world. As much I as see. I felt in the past four months, and uh -huh. I don't want—I don't want to leave her alone. So if I can stay with her longer, I will stay with her longer. But if I need to go to the states for business reasons, Mexico for business reasons, I can always travel and come back, or can stay there for a few months, and then uh, come back as well. And and Jackoff, what do you think? Do you think how long do you think this war is going to go? Because it's obviously it's not a war. To me, it's all theater that was done to protect. I me. do not think it's going to go, man. I think they are going to. I think they are going to conquer Gaza. And then take all the oil and all those resources because they want that Absolutely, uh, Absolutely, yeah. because uh, many reasons. Um, they are saying there is ceasefire, ceasefire for five days. Okay. Okay. So let's, after the five days, what's going to happen? They're going to keep bombing again. There are, Canada is already taking 500,000 Palestinians. That's quarter of Gaza's population. Okay. The Greta government um, um, said a few days ago that they're taking 500,000 Palestinians. So which means quarter of the Gaza population is already gone. So they're trying to to relocate another 1.5 million people. They're either going to relocate them to the States, um, Europe, um, Egypt, Jordan, and many other countries. And I do think, I, I don't know what's really going to happen, but I do think that this is, will be... Maybe it says to say this, man, but I do think it will be the end of Gaza. Yeah, it's interesting because 
some people were saying, you know, Gaza is apartheid. It's worse than that because in apartheid, apartheid, sorry? you know, people are saying that Gaza is apartheid. You know how they separate people, right? Like they were, they were referring it to like South Africa. In my view, it's worse than apartheid. Let me tell you why. Because in apartheid South Africa, you know, they had the blacks separated from the whites, right? So Gaza separated from the rest of, of Palestine in some sense. But the difference is in apartheid South Africa, where they had a small set of whites ruling over all the blacks, they still needed the blacks for their slave labor. But they don't even need the Palestinians for anything. They just want to kill them. In, in, in South Africa, they just wanted to enslave these people. I think in Gaza, they see no utilitarian purpose for the Gazan people. You see them are the people of Gaza. They just see them as some problem in their way. Like the, you know, when the white man came to America, they saw the Native Americans as someone in their way. Man, so, I don't know what to say, but I, I hope you're wrong. Well, what I'm I, saying is because... I, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying you are, but looking at... No, what I'm saying is that's why it's worse than South Africa, right? Absolutely. Because, so... 15,000 people died in six weeks. Right. You know what 15,000 is? That's my entire fucking village. Right. Right. That's a lot of people, man. Right. And that's why it was interesting because Elon Musk, you know, I talked about why Elon Musk begins and where the Zionist government ends. Elon Musk going there, he is their theatrical puppet that they're using. I did not expect him to be here, man. Two days ago, he had an interview, and he said, "Every, every, every child you kill in Gaza, you create two or three Hamas." Yeah, so, so, so you see, he's your liberal elite giving advice to the. So, what the, it's interesting about the liberal elite, they actually give advice on how to do it better. This is very interesting. Don't do it like this. Do it like this. And this has been the history of people. Don't, you know, sh shoot them in between the eyes. Fuck them from behind. That's what he's really saying. When he says that, doesn't mean he cares about the Gazan people. He's just advising them, hey, look, when you do this, and if you basically fill in the blanks, you should, you're better off just annihilating all of them. Possibly, right? possibly, possibly. Well, that's what he really, I mean, what does he mean? I mean, finish the sentence. He's not saying don't go, because today, what did he say? You know, you must kill uh, the murderers. That's what he said in that interview with Herzog. He said, you must go kill the people who murder civilians. That's what he said. You must kill. The he said three things. So this guy, and, and three months ago, he was working with Netanyahu to get these Starlink satellites. He needs Israel to collaborate with him. You see? So when people really understand Elon Musk, and governments of the world are like this. He needs them to do everything for business, for monetary reasons. And they've created him to, to tell every... I mean, they have pictures of him in like a Superman suit holding a Gazan person as though he's Superman. It's ridiculous. They're making this guy like a fake hero. Fake hero of free speech. Fake hero of the Palestinians. This is just total mindfuck what they're doing. Yeah, it's but there's there's no really a free speech in, uh, on Twitter. People still get censored. The thing the thing is with the you see, doctor, when it comes to politics, I, I do not believe anyone. I don't believe Elon Musk. I don't believe Netanyahu. I don't even believe Hamas. And I am a firm believer that yeah. we all work together somehow. In fact, the leader of of Hamas, Ismail Haniyeh, he is worth five billion dollars. 
he lives in he lives Jekov, in Qatar. Jekov in 1980, it was a brigadier Israeli general who said they started supported the founding of Hamas because there was a secular, non-religious, true freedom fighters coming from below. They weren't in, religious. And whenever there's truly a bottoms-up movement, the establishment creates a radical opposition. They did this with the Taliban. The U.S. did this and the Mujahideen. They did this with... So they create some, they can say, oh, see, these people are radical Islamic people because they don't want to talk about the real suffering and people have a right to fight against their oppressor. So they created Hamas. They funded Hamas. And remember what Mossad's slogan is, right? You know Mossad's slogan? Their slogan is through deception. Through deception, thou shalt do war. That's their slogan. Through deceit, we shall do war. Oh, That's I, had, I had an idea about it. Yeah, yeah. Mossad's slogan is through deception, we shall do war, which means deceiving people, bringing Musk over, right? Acting like he's help. you know, it's just total fucking deception. So Hamas was created by them, right? They're funded by them. So when they say Israel, Hamas ceasefire, it's basically Israel, Israel ceasefire. Whenever you see Hamas replaced with Israel, because they want to diminish the fact that there is a real oppression of these people. They want to diminish real freedom fighters fighting. So they have to make the freedom fighting even something like it's negative, right? It's some fundamental Islamic people want to butcher everyone. That's what this is about. You Did you see that uh, cover in The Economist from 10 years ago? Uh, I, I don't. No. Yeah. So this will blow you away. So this is so you know the Economist magazine. Yes, of course. Okay. So I'm going to show you the cover from December of 2022. Okay, December. No, sorry, December 2012. All right. So that's 10 years ago, right? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see it. So let me show you this cover. So this is 12. Sorry, 13. 11 years ago, the cover of The Economist magazine, which used to be owned, I think, by the Rothschilds or one of the Rothschild families, okay? And look at this image. I think I can bring it up to you, okay? I think it's the right one. And this image will pretty much tell you the level of deception and, and how the elites actually tell you what they're going to do before they do it, okay? Here it is. Bring it up here. So to everyone listening, you should really, okay, here we go. It's a great image here. It's not a great image, but so this is 12 years, literally 12 years ago, this image was done, okay? On the Christmas issue of The Economist. I, I didn't see it. Hold on, it's coming up. You see it? Yeah. Um, it's coming. Well, Araf, um, Araf Guide to Health, from to the Christmas issue. Oh, it's the, it's the first time I see it. You see Hamas and hand gliders and Netanyahu over Israel, over Palestine, bombing. Oh, wow. This is from 12 years ago. Look, it's the... Um, so you, have go back. And, you have uh, wait, wait. You have the Chinese guy, Gaddafi, Putin... No, and but the, look, and the... look at here, Hamas on hand gliders. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Okay. This is the interesting thing. It's Hamas on hand gliders. What occurs eleven years later? This is this is an image from when? Two thousand twelve. 
Yeah, yeah. Let me let me let me go back. I'll show you the actual issue it comes from. Okay, let me bring this up. It is the Economist. Huh? Hold on. I'm bringing it up here. Please. I gotta go back here. Uh, hold on. So this was a holiday issue of the Economist. Okay. So that was a zoom in. Okay, that I just shared with you. Uh, and this is the issue that it appeared in. Do you see Jekov here? Yeah, yeah. Just give me one second. It's coming. Got to turn this stupid thing off. This <laughs> next something. <laughs> they want me to do this. Hold on. They want me to hold on. Let me let me go back to find the other version of this. Um, yeah, yeah, I see it. I see it. Uh, December to twenty second, two thousand twelve. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Look at that. Okay, so December 2012, they have a picture of Hamas in a hand glider with Netanyahu. Okay, wow, this is crazy. Yeah, you say holiday uh -huh. issue, a rough guide to hell. So, you really have to wonder. I think these people are very, uh, there's a lot of psychological shit going on here, Jekyll. It's all mental manipulation, putting out symbols, creating their theater. And you know what's interesting. I've talked about this before. There's a guy called Ari Emmanuel. You may know this guy. You know UFC? You're the fighting the guys? Oh, UFC. Possibly. I can't remember names, but maybe I know him by the face. But UFC is this fighting boxing uh, organization. They have WWE, which is a wrestling organization. Uh, then they have uh, an organization called Endeavor, which owns, which is the agent for all these Hollywood actors. Okay? Mm -hmm. So the agency that controls all the Hollywood actors is one of them called Endeavor. UFC controls all the boxers. WWE controls all the wrestlers. There's one guy who owns all those three organizations. Wow. His name, his name is an Israeli Zionist. His name is Ari Emanuel. He lives in California. Him and Elon Musk are like this. Okay. He wanted Elon Musk to be on the ball. So think about one guy controls theater. He controls boxing theater, the bullshit wrestling theater, and he controls all of Hollywood. So I, in my opinion, all of this is theater. And they've spent trillions because they need to keep the 8 billion people totally manipulated. So this is absolutely done, man. So this is not something accidental. It's active. It's every fucking microsecond. Joe Rogan. I, by the way, Joe Rogan's agent is Ari Emanuel. Did Did you ask him to to go uh, to his interview? Who? Joe. Joe Rogan, yeah. Yeah. Rogan has followed me since 2013. Many people have said, "Why don't you put Dr. Shiva on?" He won't do it because he knows the day I go on a show, it's over for him. Because it's all of his people say, "Wait a minute, this is a real guy, and you fucked us. You never put him on." So these guys know exactly who we are. I'm sure they know who you are. And they will never put us on their shows. But they will steal our material. They're watching us. Of course. Okay? So okay. that's what, I mean, that's what the goal is. You know, enough people understand this. But again, I think our, the principles that we're talking about are so powerful. We don't need every Tom, Dick, and Harry to understand them. You just need enough people. And exactly. that's what the optimism is, Jekov. You know exactly, exactly, exactly. And this is what I'm going to to do from uh, from today on. Not only 
not only based on optimism, but based on creating, creating a huge movement um, to focus more on, uh, on creating more content to unite people, creating more, more content to explain to people that it's not Muslims against Jews or Arabs against white people or black people against Asian. It is the elite against the people. It is a class war, not not um, not a civil war. It's not us against each other. And I think this is a good point we should, I, I am going to focus on entirely. Every single day, I am going to post a video and film a video and show people how can we unite and how the, the real evil or the real enemy is the government, big corporation, and the elite. Yeah, let me play this last video for you that really talks to what you were saying. We have and, and allowed this... our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves. Because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you. Deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to. And we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There is a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We got to train people first with understanding what a system is, the dynamics of all systems that affect nature. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Truth, freedom, health. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is the not-so-obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is the not-so-obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you, on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlsons. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, 
you're screwed. You're going to follow on the left wing, Bernie Sanders. Oh, he said something. Or Robert Kennedy. Scumbags. Or you're going to follow some right-wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. We're building a bottoms-up movement. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms-up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own, quote unquote, people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum where people can go to truthfreedomhelp.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom and health, and they can find it on truthfreedomhealth.com. So people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there, but we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to truthfreedomhealth.com. So anyway, Jekoff, the the journey here for me and I think for you has been how do we educate people? So we put together this whole framework. It's almost like a university. It's a community, et cetera. So we have people all over the world. So I know we have a bunch of people in Israel who signed up, you know, who are, who are, so we should connect you up with them. But the Absolutely. goal is we have people all over the world now. And the issue is. Uh, you know, when we do these open houses, people come from everywhere and people start realizing that they're not alone. So that's this very open, These open houses are online or offline? So we, we do it online. Uh, we also do it physically. So what we're trying to, what the whole goal is now is it's global now. We have in 120 countries, half a million people who've come in at different levels, right? And, and then on Saturdays, <laughs> again, it's all volunteers. We have about 100 people going through leadership training all free. They don't pay anything. It's all, we're creating this movement. And so we have people from different parts of the world and they get really understanding how to talk, how to articulate, you see, how to understand what we just talked about, but at a deeper level, how to actually communicate with people, but to really separate why we need to build a bottoms up movement. So what I'm saying is, I think it's good we're doing videos, but without having an infrastructure, that's a bottoms up org. And it's not like we created everything top down. One of the principles that comes out of system science is called a self-organizing system. So our goal is to look at how people work. Do they put the time in? Do they put the energy? Then we said, look, you be a leader in New Zealand. And then we give them all the people that came and then we help them organize people. And then we give practical things to do, educate others, learn, right? So you have to have some type of, I mean, the iPhone wasn't just built because Steve Jobs said, let me make it. You have to organize things. 
And this is why without an organizational framework, we're all going to be fighting in our little realms, but not having a framework. So I think we should connect. I'll have Heather connect with you, but Israel, there's a lot of people in that region who reached out to us, particularly during the pandemic. But, you know, they need someone like you to support them, you know, but we have all these people that you can connect with. Absolutely. 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 I would be waiting for, uh, I will be waiting for an email from Heather. She can greet you with them. Yeah. And we, we will arrange a meeting. I will talk to them either Zoom or maybe face-to-face -face and yeah. we'll figure it out. But yeah, but to your point, every Thursdays we do this. Um, it's online, 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. People just go to vashiva.com slash orientation and they just can RSVP in there. We also tell people, you know, what we're doing is a lot of people are lazy, right? They don't, they work full time. We tell people they'll get a little bumper sticker. You know why? This is a bumper sticker, not just for the campaign, but it gives people something to do because when they put it on the rear windshield, one bumper sticker reaches 100,000 people, Jekhoff. So, so some people can do that if they're lazy. It's easy. Some people can download the free flyer, go to there um, uh, and educate people about this life expectancy. Other people can actually go get training. You see, so, so the idea is to find activities for people where they're at. Other people can come and take the whole system health program. They learn how to take care of their body, their health, you know, stuff like what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so right, my mom was looking to me. <laughs> okay. Tell her hello. <laughs> yeah, she says hello. <laughs> yes. I, I asked her to cook me some food because I'm starving. <laughs> oh, really? What are you What are you having? <laughs> uh, I'm a carnivore. I eat only meat and eggs. Oh, really? Yeah, what are yeah. you having? Lamb? Uh, no, no. Uh, uh, beef. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, the beef here is really good. No GMO. I get from a farm, super cheap, in a village. Really? Just, it is delicious. Oh, yeah. There's no GMO here. Oh, so you don't eat lamb? Uh, I don't. I my, my family eat lamb. I don't like it because it's it has a lot of fat. I like the beef more. Um, in Israel, they have a different like you have the, the cow and you have the little like the baby of the cow. How you call it? Veal. Yes. Oh. So it is exactly. Oh. So this is the meat of the baby of the cow. It's so super soft, but I it's red. It has no fat. Yeah. I see. Del okay. Delicious. Delicious. I like it. Okay. And what is the name of the book you told me about? Say, a science system. What's that? The book you told me about. The book oh, of politics. So one of the books I have a system and revolution, you say? Um, and just go to truth. For, so, yeah. So, oh, the, the system and revolution. Okay. Yeah. So this, so this basically anyone can learn. Um, basically, Jackoff, anyone can learn this very, very quickly. You say? Um, I've made it accessible to all people where they can literally go learn this foundational knowledge of interconnecting engineering system science to ancient systems of medicine. And they can see this. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. System and revolution has it. Systems health is a textbook I wrote on this, you say. Um, and that's up here. Right. So my idea is that we have to create a whole new science. So, you know, systems health is basically teaching people how the body political systems, everything follows the same system of these nine principles. Absolutely, absolutely. And absolutely. so, by the way, it's a way to unite people because if you're talking to an engineer and a medical doctor and an ancient healer, yoga people, they all start awakening. Wow, what he's saying is right because each one of them were speaking different languages. This gives them a common framework. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Okay. All right, Jackoff, this is great. Thank man. you. I felt like uh, we have a brother now in Israel. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Okay. And uh, 
and hopefully I'll probably visit the United States sometimes early this year. I am going to, I'm going to try, I want to start speaking on stages. I did it in Canada, but I did it obviously for free and for freedom rallies. Right. But I actually want to start creating a, um, like book uh, a venue and get my followers to go there to actually meet them physically. I most see, yeah. of my clients, most of my followers are from the States, obviously. So I'm going to start touring early next year as well. All right, great. Yeah, so we do these meetups every third Saturday all over the world. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the Rotary Club. We have people meet. Uh, our goal is to really go offline because online is so controlled. The future is offline. So. It's 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 true. But in order to go offline, you have to promote it online. Yeah, <laughs> right? I have to tell people, hey, yeah. I am coming to Miami. I will see you on uh, October first. <laughs> right. All right, man. Good seeing you. Thank okay. you so much. Uh, you well. just a second. I just want to take a picture. Yeah. Please. Three, two. Um, I'm gonna fix this. Three, two, one. Perfect, doctor. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, share was, it on uh, Twitter. Share it on Twitter. We, we live stream the oh, whole. Yes. You, you guys want to send me the recording, right? Yeah, it's right up on Twitter. You can just get it. Or John, uh, John, can you send Jekoff the link in, in the chat? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Heather will send it out to you, Jekoff. Okay, please. So if you can send me the recording or small parts of it, so I can post it on my social media as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can you can go to Twitter and you can reshare it right now. Oh, okay, perfect. I, I will go right yeah. now. But but we'll send you clips too. Okay, All right, perfect. Thank perfect. you, everyone. Thank we had a lot. Of, we had a number of people listening, but thank you, everyone. Be well. Be the light. Best to you, Jackoff, and your. Thank family. you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye -bye. Have a good day. Be well. Bye bye bye. Thanks.